expectations are just to progress throughout the season and, and reach our ceiling, and we'll see what that is. But we have a very good chance to be a, a great team. The personnel's already there. It's just a matter of us hitting our ceiling. Two to the smart, three-pointer, Brown throws it down. Here's Tatum. So the coach gets his first win of the season. They give him the game ball. What is good? 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 What's good with y'all? CSG, CSGs, we in the house. We in the house. What we'll go down, everybody? Did something happen today? I, I, I must have missed it. There's a lot of uh, excitement in the fan base. Did, did I miss something? Did something happen? Did something happen? Did we hire a coach? Did we hire one of the top coaches in the NBA, one of the young prospects in the NBA? Did we hire one of the guys that I did not think that we'd be able to get? My God, we got Ime Udoka. On the Rockets, when I heard the news, guys, I almost shed a tear. I ain't going to lie, man. This is facts, Kevin. Somebody just said he's the anti-Silas. This is the ant the antithesis, the antithesis to Stephen Silas. What do you, you made you doka? The antithesis to Stephen Silas. But, man, I mean, we got a lot to cover. Um, you know, obviously, you guys know my, my, my uh, number one was Nick Nurse. But I am not mad, bro. I am not mad. This is definitely... I didn't think the Rockets had had a good coach hiring them. Did not think so. Didn't think so. I didn't think we had the, uh, uh, you know, the closing ability. I thought it was all cap, all fluff, that we'd end up with, you know, the, you know, the Vogel. I was preparing for Vogel. People were saying it was going to be Vogel. But we got Emei. Circumstances led him probably to come here. You know, I'm sure he would be uh, prefer, he would be, he'd be preferably, uh, coaching the Celtics right now, but hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So yeah, how we feeling, man? Y'all let me know in the chat. Y'all let me know in the chat how we feeling about email. Let me go to the chat. Just shout out some of the players in the house. Got my boy Scott Martin. Was good with you, man. Got the Udoka era beginning. Swaggy D was good, bro. Shout out Swaggy. Always showing love. Sigma Migs would go down. We'll go down. Joe Blue will go down. Red Dragon will go down. The Real Marcus West will go down. Urban Sprawl will go down. Zach Sane will go down. Shark Shock. Larry Etienne. JNRZ. Devin95 will go down. Uh, Kevin Bumper. What's good with you, bro? Yasin, what's good? What's good with y'all, man? It's a new era, man. We might actually enjoy the games next year, goddammit. We might enjoy the game. We might just enjoy the games. And, uh, you know, so first, let me let me um, give y'all my spill on the uh, – Udoka hiring. So, okay. So obviously the reason I wanted Nick Nurse as my coach, because uh, Udoka has a very small sample size, right? He has a small sample size as a, as a head coach. So it's really hard to tell whether a lot of the stuff he did was because of him or was it because of, um, you know, just like the, the Celtics just be having two all NBA players on there basically. Right. So if you think about it, you know, they had the defensive player of the year. Um, under his tenure, but you know, Marcus Smart was not a slouch prior to him getting there. Jalen Brown obviously is not a slouch. Jason Tatum was an MVP candidate. Um, you know, he coached there for one season, took that team to the finals. And y'all know my definition of a good coach, right? My definition 
y'all remember, I got two extremes, how I judge a coach, because most of the in-between in the NBA is, is really driven by players, right? Your players are going to drive you um, in order for you to like be a good team, right? If you have sucky players, 90% of the NBA, sucky players, they're going to be bad. Good players are going to be decent. But there's that 10%, right? There's the 5% at the top, 5% at the bottom uh, that you have coaches that overperform on with the bad teams, which Steven Silas never did. He never overperformed with a bad team. Then you have the coaches that um, can push a great team to the next level. And I think that's how I judge a good coach. That's because the buttons you have to push, the adjustments you have to make. Yes, this is live. This is live, Louie. The adjustments you have to make, um, it, it's it's different, right? Because that's really what separates the men from the boys. And I think Ime has shown that he can be a high-level coach. Now, this, what he's running into for the Rockets is a totally different ball game, right? You're talking about coming from one extreme to the other, going from a situation where you've um, been part of a team that was ready-made, set, built, to now going to the point where you are a in a position where the team has to be built from scratch, two totally uh, polar opposites of, of extremes of coaching. So it's hard, honestly, to see what, as far as like the X's and O's and all that stuff, how that translates from Celtics to Rockets. I'm not even, that's really like, to me, that's the peripheries. To me, the biggest thing that Eme brings is presence over all the other candidates as presence. And the reason I think that the presence is so important is because of the makeup of our team. I mean, we're built with a bunch of young players. And what more do young players need than a strong presence to stabilize everything, right? When you don't have a star player on your team, a lot of times that coach has to be the one to step in and be the the face, as you call it, of the team. And if you have a, a passive voice, and in fact, if you think about it, the Celtics were in the same position, right? Because um, Brad Stevens is, I call him White Steven Silas. Uh, great X and O guys, you know, he's, he can draw up the best plays and he knows everything about the offensive scheme and defensive scheme. But there's, a, there's, a, there's an approach. He was kind of a soft-spoken type, kind of anti-confrontational you know, type. And he couldn't really push the right buttons on the Celtics team and to the point where they crashed out, you know, uh, with that Kyrie situation nonetheless. But nonetheless, they crashed out. As talented as they were, they weren't reaching the ceilings that they needed to be. So you insert a presence into that locker room. Because if you think about it, the Celtics are a young team. Aside from Al Horford, everybody on there is babies. You know what I mean? You're talking about Jason Tatum, what, 24? Uh, 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 Jalen Brown is, is 26. You got um, uh, Williams, uh, the the both Williams. I think they both like under 22, 23 years old. Uh, Marcus Smart is probably the elder statesman. He's what 28. So so these are these are young guys that were very talented, but needed guidance. They needed a voice. They needed a standard. And if anything, I don't even think we are at the point where X's and O's matter that much right now. If anything, our guys need a standard. They need something, a measure of consistency, something to look at and say that that is the law of the land. And if I deviate from the law of the land, there will be consequences. So as a young man learning the ways of being an adult, learning how to be a responsible employee of the National Basketball Association, 
it'll be best for me to follow the standard of the law so that I may be successful. That is the opposite of what we had in Houston, right? All the stuff we saw. We saw guys talking back to coaches, arguing with coaches on the sidelines, guys not getting back on defense, rolling their eyes, hands on the hips, uh, uh, giving up mid-play, guys arguing when they get told to come out the game. All of that stops today. That is stops today. If y'all have watched the Celtics game, one thing you love about Ime Udoka, he will cuss a player smooth out. And if he can cuss Jason Tatum out, oh, ain't nobody on our team that's that's above it. I don't give a damn who you are. There's not one player on the Rockets right now that is above getting disciplined, that is above being held accountable, that is above playing for the team. Because if he can coach an MVP candidate, a defensive player of the year, and they're going to listen to him, oh, what are we doing over here? This is nut check time for every single player on that team. Boy, I hope uh, Jalen enjoying his pina colada right now. I hope he he catching a breeze because, you know what I mean, they about to enter the real life. If y'all remember, I don't know if it was Austin Rivers or um, was it Austin Rivers or, or John Wall who said that basically what they're doing is not, is not acceptable on real NBA teams, right? So if – They've been living this fantasy basketball world where it's like, yeah, we just do what we want. And yeah, it's it's basically the kids show. What do you think the culture shock is going to be when they actually <laughs> get a real coach? Like these dudes do not know what it's like being under like a real, like a real training camp, real practices with a real coach that'll grab you by your shirt. That'll push you around. That'll get in your face and challenge your manhood. Oh, I can't wait, bro. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, they've been asking. It's one thing to ask for it. It's one thing to ask for a structure and standard. It's another thing to be able to to function in it. And I think that this is where it's going to separate uh, what the Bible say: the wheat from the shaft. Yeah, this is this is it. I mean, think about all. Think think about all this. Think about all this. Who is going to crack first? People talk about KPJ. What about Jalen? Has Jalen ever been coached super, super hard? What about LP? All that hand flapping, all that. It's a different BC Dylan win now. You're talking about guys like Tari, Tunnel Vision Tari. You think he's going to be doing them wild layups? Come on, man. Bari, all that blaming your teammate stuff. You can't be doing that now. See, remember what I said. When there's no when there's no leader, everybody tries to take the role of a leader with the team, and that's really what has gotten them in trouble over over these this past season, over the past two years. So now you insert somebody that is going to fill that void. We don't need a player to do it at worst, and I'm hoping they still bring in vets. You know, you're going to still need vets. You're going to need a lot of supplementing to get these guys because we're coming from uh from ground level. One of the things that really pisses me off the most about the Silas era is the fact that we've wasted, honestly, three, I mean, two and a half, three years not building anything sustainable. And I think people conflate tanking and all that comes with losing basketball games with actually building. Because when you're building, when you're ready to go for quote unquote phase two, you ain't got to start from the ground level, man. You could just build on what you can. You know who's building right now? OKC's building. That's building, right? Because they looked bad the year before, but you could see the glimmers when they actually played. Like, damn, these boys, they played pretty hard. 
they're kind of bad, but they, you know, they they're gonna lose the game. They're gonna lose as many games as us, but man, they play pretty hard. Man, the Orlando, they really like they out there executing what their coaches say. That's building. So when you actually get to the point where you bring in some names, then these boys are ready to go. For us, it's it's gonna be um there's gonna be a culture shock, right? It's gonna be a transitionary period, I think, probably in the first few months. And it's gonna take some time. Uh, I think in the, I forgot what the name of the theory of change is, where it goes from storming to norming. Yeah, there's going to be a storming phase. And I definitely think that uh, that it's coming and it's very much needed. Uh, as it relates to, uh, you know, our GM interrupting practices. Yeah, what, what, how is he going to do that against a guy that's a world champion, right? What are we talking about here? This is, you're talking about a coach that coached. Y'all don't understand how big this hire is. You're talking about a coach. Did y'all see that clip I just, I played? You're talking about a guy that coached in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. What the hell is Rafael Stone going to tell him? Right? What is Stone going to tell him? Just the big picture. That's all he can do is say, hey, Ime, here's what we want to do. Here's what the big picture is. I trust you to do that. I'm starting to think that Stone probably went into that practice because Silas was so bad. Like He was like, bro, I got to say something. So I, I'm not sure. And, you know, the more I've been digging on Ime, because I was super duper focused. I, I didn't think he was realistic for us. But uh, here he is. Um, yeah, he he has a lot of development background. The sample size for head coaching is, is short. But, you know, he does some stuff with Team USA. Uh, but I think that, like I said, mark of a good coach, low end, can you get a bad team to outperform where they're supposed to be? Like Dagenault over in OKC, like um, – Ime's former uh, 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 head assistant, Will Hardy over in Utah. And can you get a great team to overperform like uh, like you, you see with the Warriors when um, Steve Kerr got there, like you're seeing with uh, with Mike Brown over in San, uh, Sacramento, like you saw with Nick Nurse when he won the championship. Can you push those buttons to get over the top? And I think that we've seen him on one extreme. I think at baseline, man, Silas set the bar so low for us that I, at baseline, just us being able to have structure is going to do wonders for the kids. It's going to do wonders for the kids. It's going to do wonders for the kids because they're going to be in a position where they actually have a real basketball team, right? And you're talking about supplementing them with vets, something they never had. And that's that's that pack watch is still on stone for that. You're talking about supplementing, supplementing them with vets. You're going to have a, a great coaching staff. That alone is going to do wonders. They're going to get a point guard. They're going to get uh, probably some some holes filled, some shooting. Uh, a defensive uh, big man is going to be on the court. To me, that's worth all of that in aggregate. If if nothing else happens, they're going to win 15 more games. I promise you. Just by doing that, they're going to win 15 more games. Because the things that we've been lacking as a team, the, the basic fundamental aspects of just having a functioning basketball team that the Rockets have lacked over the years, like to watch so somebody that that looks at basketball, analyzes basketball, to watch what we put out on the court on a night to night basis. Y'all, me and Space out here doing uh, smoke, smokes and mirrors, man. What was the what's the term? Smokes and mirrors, trying to put together content for y'all. Man, thank God them days are over. Thank God those days are over. Let me get to the chat, man. I really want to see what y'all think. Let me go up to the chat, see what the chop shoppers talking about. I know there's going to be some interesting comments here uh, uh, from the group. Okay, I'm going to just start arbitrarily right here. Ricky Johnson says, give Stone credit for acting fast. He has taken a lot of heat lately, but this may mean he will be able to hang around. 
yeah, I'm gonna give Stone credit for this. I'm gonna give Tillman because I know he pulls the trigger. I know Tillman is is the one that's gonna sign that check. And uh, Lord, I I'm sure it might be a little bit more expensive than Steven Silas's check. But give the Rockets brain trust credit. Um, the more I'm learning, Stone does not act in an autonomy as our general manager. They actually have a group of people that make these decisions, including Patrick Fertitta. So um, kudos to the team, to the group um, for getting this done quickly. Um, I, I'm not sure where he ranked originally as their uh, their uh, their first or second choice, uh, but um, you know I'm sure he was up there. And and I'm sure they didn't want to risk losing him. I'm not sure why Toronto would have wanted him because I think Toronto is about to tank. They already said all their players are on the, on the market except Scotty Barnes. So I think Toronto's tanking. So I don't see a world where you get a coach like Ime if you're going to tank. I mean, they should just go hire Steven Silas, right? We know he's going to get them at least two top three picks, if not more. Uh, my boy Assad. Assad says one man's treasure, another man's trash. Wait, wait. I think it's the, it's the other way. The other way around, brother. One man's treasure is another trash treasure. You tripping, brother. You tripping. Go ahead and fix that statement. You tripping out. Okay, who we got next? We got my boy Space Age 713. Heard they sold him on the young core and future draft picks. We got about three picks, bro. I think I think the cap space, I think the uh, the core definitely, and I think the fact that the expectations are very, very low. The expectations are very, very low for Houston. You, I mean, it's a comfortable situation. You're coming in. You know what I mean? The bar is low, bro. Like, if this dude, don't lie, y'all about y'all going to go crazy if he yell at one of the players. I right, give him an extension for 10 years. He All, all he got to do is bench a player, and, he, and the fan base is going to tell him to keep him for the next next decade. So the bar is low. I, if I'm him, can you imagine the, the story, right? The story. Can you imagine the story of, of a guy and we're going to, we'll talk about a little bit about his, his issues uh, coming off of that and getting here. And it, it's a match made in heaven. What the kids say, the script is, is revealed. I mean, it's in the script, man. Can you bring in the Rockets to a place of relevance? That'll fix his, his image uh, as, you know, the guy that cheated on me along. And then, uh, you know, maybe he'll, he'll get another go around at a contender. Maybe he'll be with us. I don't know. But I think that he is a depressed asset in the NBA. Obviously, like I said earlier, he wouldn't be in this position, right? He wouldn't be in this position uh, for for us to get him if he wasn't a depressed asset. So, yeah, like I think old buddy was trying to say before his keyboard stroked uh, is one man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Okay, let's see who, what else we got in here. Uh, we got my boy uh, Swaggy D. What's good, brother? New era in Houston. I'm excited going forward. I am too, bro. It is a new era, man. Oh, my God. If I have to hear... One more post-game conference about some just dumb. Uh, I know. Okay, we're we're probably. I put a, a thing on Twitter saying how long before we start hating our new coach. I, the over under for me is one year, but um, I'm gonna say over a year. Um, I think, like I said, the bar, the Silas bar is so low that this dude, all he got to do is just call a good timeout, and they they gonna want to extend it for a decade. Uh, and you think about. What really made people start hating Silas in Houston? And I'll be honest with you, nobody had no problem with Silas. We was riding with him through the pandemic, through the, you know, the hand thing where he did the thing when they finally uh, won the game after 20 losses. We was all with him. You know what made people turn on Silas is how he treated Jalen Green. That was, the, that was the turning point. Then it was compounded by the Christian Wood and LP thing, compounded by the KJ and the Tate thing, compounded by the compounded by the Eric Gordon thing. Compounded, there was a lot of like his utilization of veteran players and ignoring ignorance towards younger players in an effort to still lose. 
it wasn't like he was putting players like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play these guys, these vets to win. Bro, we were still getting spanked. But we was losing uh, to, with, with guys like Eric Gordon, Tate, and them boys playing 30 minutes a game. Double big lineup, my God. So so that's what turned people turned people on solace. Like, bro, you hear the – we was with you with the tank. We knew what was up. But at least let us enjoy the little bit of daylight we got with these young guns out here. At least let us enjoy that. Then we started finding out, oh, man, this dude's soft, man. He don't even he, – he's not even out here, like, keeping a tight ship. So that that's really what, what made, made everybody fall off. That's really what made everybody fall off. That's really what made like, – a lot of people turn on them then. There was some people that hung on for the deer ride. Some people rode to the wheels came off, bro. It was people defending him when he got fired. Good luck to those people. Good luck to them. Good luck to Steven Silas. Christian Music Plug was good. Do you think Ime would make us better defensively, make our guys play better defensively? Well, duh, bro. Like, we were the worst defense. He literally, hell, me and you, Christian, we can go out there and probably, uh, you know, threaten some of the players and tell them play harder. We're going to bench them. And they might play better defense. We have nowhere to go but up, man. The bar is low. The bar is, is in the basement. The bar is in the basement. You're talking about a, a Celtics team that was the number one defense last year. I was doing a little peek, and the reason I was late – Coming to the thing, I was trying to get my thoughts together. You know, y'all know I like to come with the facts and the stats. So I really didn't have time to really get it together like I want. So I'm probably have to do a video on him. It's going to take maybe some time. I got to do my research on him. I take a lot of time to research. But um, just peeking at the Celtics last year, I mean, uh, this they were the number one defense. Their offense was kind of average. Uh, this year, uh, they're they're elite. Like every all their numbers across the board are elite. Once again, like I said, it does go like they have a lot of good players. So you know, you know, we're gonna find out what kind of coach Ime is. But I'm just happy because I know what type of uh, character, as far as his presence as a coach, that he has. But we'll we'll get to see. We'll get to see. Terry Agent says, "What up, Frank? Great day for a Rockets basketball in a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a far and few in between, bro. I can't remember the last time we were happy. I guess." When they fired Silas, I, weirdly enough, I think that was the last kind of uh, happiness in the fan base. Uh, but you know, we we gonna we gonna see what what comes up. I think there's gonna be a lot a lot of hap- ups ups in the uh, in this offseason. It's gonna be an exciting offseason. Red Dragon eighty three says the young guys will look at him with big eyes open, tired of losing. How will he may push them to a new level? Y'all seen the video I dropped? If you haven't watched the video about Jalen Green that I dropped. Um, uh, this morning, I think, uh, about him and his path towards superstardom. The question I asked is, who's the coach that's going to push those buttons for Jalen? Right? Because y'all, you know, the conclusion of that video, and go watch it if you haven't watched it, is is that for Jalen to be a star, he has to be a two way player. There's no two guards. That's a that's only a bucket. You can't be a bucket and be a star. You can be a bucket and be a six man. You can be a bucket and be a role player. You can be a, the spark off the bench. You can be the guy that just scores next to the real star. If Jalen Green is going to be our star, the dude either has to turn into the damn near James Harden or some like playmaking dynamo, or he got to be a two way star. And I think it's easier for him to play defense because he's shown it. So the question then is we've wasted all this time with Steven Silas. Who can push those buttons? Who can push those buttons? And I put that on Twitter. And everybody said he may. I, I think this was this morning. I asked that. Who's the coach that's going to push put that battery in Jalen Green's back to tell him that, dude, drop all your whatever you want to be, throw that away. Your only goal is to be an all-defensive player. That's his goal. You need to be make an all-defensive team. That's his goal. We know he's going to score. All that's going to come. 
his goal should make all all the players on our roster. Jabari, I want all of them to focus on getting all defensive because all that everybody can score in the NBA. Everybody can score in the NBA. Can they be that level of defense? Because that's what wins championships. I dare anybody to go find any turnaround story for any team in the NBA. The number one indicator of a success story for a team that went from trash to treasure, that defensive rating. It's it's like, man, it's almost it's damn near 100%. You find me a team that was bad that turned good. Look at their defensive rating. That's the only measure that matters. Offense is going to fluctuate. Some good teams have bad offenses. Some good teams have bad um, – well, they're not going to have a bad defense. If you got a bad defense and you're a good team, you'll probably have a, a medium or middle-level defense, and your offense is like super elite. Otherwise, the standard is good defense. And that's where we need to go. And that's why I'm glad because that's what he preaches. Now, question is, with him, he is not uh, like like just from like doing some surveying around, he's not like a big like offensive like savant. I really don't care about that because that's not what we need right now, uh, given what I just said. What I do care about is the defensive presence. But um, as far as offensive style, I think that does matter in somewhat of the development of our players. And uh, maybe later on, I'll talk about what I've seen from uh, the Celtics from last year. But a lot of the stuff, the thing that's hard to really gauge with him is that um, it's he had Will Hardy, right? If y'all don't know, Will Hardy's the coach for Utah. That's an offensive savant, right? That's a guy that's known for his offensive um, schematics and being able to really utilize movement, spacing, shooting. Um, and then the little bit that he flashed in Utah before they started tanking, uh, showed me like, okay, this dude, he's the goods. So if he is their offensive coach from last year, uh, then it makes sense. Then we probably need to hire somebody that's going to be offensively geared for Ime, which is fine. And we, you know, we saw the opposite inverse of that with Mike D'Antoni and a, um, oh, y'all put his name in the chat. He has, what's, what's our old defense coordinator's name? I'm forgetting his name. Y'all put his name in the chat. He had a weird name, uh, but you know, yeah. So, so I, I'll be okay if somebody, uh, if somebody, uh, uh, they hire. So I'm sure they might still be hiring and possibly bring somebody else. All right. Space A713 says, best believe the media got some type of way. Oh, we got my boy Space Ghost in the house. I right, Space Ghost, you in here? Let me fix this thing. Let me fix this thing. All right. There you go. Space. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. This space is man right here. I'm going to stop and let you. Let let you go ahead. I can't hear you, bro. Let me see. Go ahead. Can, say- can you hear me? Yeah, you go. All right, man. Go ahead. The floor is yours, brother. You caught. I'm a, I'm a Nick Nurse guy, so I'm gonna step back. Hey, hey, I'm I'm ecstatic, bro. I'm I'm like on cloud nine, ten, eleven. Like I just think this was the guy we needed, bro. Like from from jump. Like once I was a Quinn Snyder guy up like in the summertime, but. <clears throat> Once he got hired by the Atlanta Falcons, I mean Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks, I was like, man, we got to go get M.A. We have to go get M.A., bro. And just so happened, bro, it, it happened, man. I'm on cloud nine, bro. Can't Couldn't be better. Hold on. My kid's going crazy. Man, yeah, I'm I'm with him. I know Space Happy. And and like like I said, I, I'm not, hell, like any, hell, we could have hired one of y'all, man. I would have been happy. But this is definitely something to expect. Okay, so touch on the media feeling some type of way about E-Man Houston. Ask me, do I care? Okay, so obviously everybody's going to talk about uh, the situation in Boston. Okay, so for what we what we know about the situation, the NBA investigated, nothing happened. The team 
took care of it internally. So we know it's a workplace issue, right? A lot of y'all work in companies. You can have inappropriate workplace behavior. You get disciplined. You might lose your job, like in his case. Um, but to me, that's that's stuff for like that's more interpersonal stuff. Like we don't arrest people for that. Right. Not in America. Right. So if a guy, you know, he's doing stuff with his boss's wife or whatever, or that's interpersonal, that's HR stuff. And I think a lot of people are virtual signaling a little too hard. Right. Assuming a lot and making the assumptions that billion dollar organizations aren't going to put their interests first as it relates to these types of matters. Right. What I mean by that is I'm going to assume that the Celtics, the NBA, which, quote unquote, is a progressive league, has done their due diligence in knowing that somebody that is, um, you know, what I mean, that is going to be a danger to maybe a work environment, a danger to their logo, to the league, to the brand is, is not going to be rehired within a year. So if it just comes down to inappropriate behavior within him cheating on his wife, that ain't got nothing to do with me, bro. I, if y'all want to be, uh, 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 you know, what I mean, you want to be a, a, a the pope, you want to be a, 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 you know, one of those guys. More power to you, brother. But we here to talk basketball, right? So whatever he does in his bedroom, none of my business. I just, you know, let's just hope he ain't, he ain't trying to get none of the the. <laughs> The workers on the rock on the rockets, and I'm sure you know it wasn't like that. Obviously, y'all know y'all are adults, so you know some of these situations happen. You know, you might you have an affair, somebody has an affair. This person, this yeah, hurt feelings, blah 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 blah. He lost his his uh, knee along, biggest L in the world, uh, fat L for him. But at the end of the day, bro, that's a grown man, man. That's a grown man. That's a grown woman. It was consensual. The NBA investigated. It was nothing criminal there. Like, I'm not going to hear sit here and sit on a high horse and say the man can't get a damn job. So if y'all, you know, if y'all feel some type of way about that, I'm sorry, but humans are humans, bro. Like, we're not going to not give people chances. So I'm not sure what the media is going to say. I mean, if, if they had something to say about the situation, should have said it already. Right. It's been it's been it's going on a long time. So, um, yeah. So I think that, you know, that that stuff will flow over. I think over time, people will just, you know, whatever, like he wouldn't be the first person to to have an affair on the job. You know what I mean? So it's just, hell, we had a president, if y'all don't remember. But anyway, so uh, Terry Agent says, well, you don't get the helm. I see a lot of our guys taking steps forward and building winning culture. I hope so, bro. I hope so. I know, I know uh, we, we uh, you know, we got, we got a lot of guys that really don't know how to be NBA players, right? We don't, we don't know how to be NBA, don't, don't know how to be NBA players. So I'm thinking that he's going to bring not only that, that, because remember, Ime actually played in the league, right? He won a ring with the Spurs. So, you know, that that's definitely something that um, I can see definitely rubbing off on the players. Can you imagine a practice where he bring that championship ring in to show the guys, like, maybe they can watch some tape on what it takes. Hell, show them some, some old Spurs tape, man. Like, somebody that gets it. And I hope, I don't know what the coaching staff situation is going to be um, as far as, like, um, who they're going to bring in and, uh, who's going to be the assistant? Some people saying they want to keep some of the guys. It, honestly, I'll be 100 with y'all. I don't want nobody from this regime left over. I don't give a damn who it is. Uh, 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 Abdul Fattah, I don't care if it's uh, – uh, maybe Abdul Fattah. I don't think he had a fair shot. Uh, John Lucas, he got to go, bro. I'm sorry. It's not because they're not good coaches. Just because, like, bro, I don't want nobody to remind any of them about the old regime. It's a new – this is a new dawn, the dawn of a new era. We got to move on, bro. The dawn of a new era. 
Oh, we got a super chat. Let me make sure I don't lose my spot. Hold on, I'm over here. Got a super chat from your boy, Sleep Art 11. What's good with you, brother? Saying Yudoka walks. Let me see. Yudoka walks in. Stone, please save us. Yudoka, throw. Damn, throwing your wife. Stone, okay. Damn, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Not Miss Stone, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Y'all, y'all gonna leave that. I've seen a lot of jokes on Twitter about this stuff, man. They're not gonna go away. The jokes are gonna be there. The jokes are gonna be there. There's a lot of mothers on the team, uh, uh, single mothers on the team for some of these young men. Uh, the jokes are gonna be there. That just comes with the territory. We just gonna have to roll with it. We go, y'all get ready to defend your coach, man, because I know the NBA. Y'all know how they treat us. Y'all know how these other fan bases treat us. Eme is about to become. Uh, He's going to be a public enemy number, numero uno in the public eye. They're about to do some, watch, y'all going to see CNN at the practices doing investigative journalism on who he picking up. They done got pictures of Ime down at the turkey leg hut with some woman. It's going to be crazy, bro. It's going to be crazy. As soon as he, he signed that paper saying he's going to coach for Houston, public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. All right, let's go to some of these comments. Uh, Devin. Devin95 says he finna toughen Jalen up and tame KPJ. That KPJ thing interesting, man. That KPJ is going to be interesting. That's an interesting dynamic. Now, I have a feeling that Kevin Porter might actually benefit from Mime Yudoka more than anybody else. I, I have a feeling about that. Because even though during the Silas era, I think KPJ, is, is, uh, uh, he's grown a lot. He still does a lot of weird kind of like uh, 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 bratty stuff on the court and kind of a little diva mentality with how you play, which is all going to get cleaned up. But uh, from where he was to where he is now, he's grown a lot in, uh, in his basketball game, his demeanor, his intensity, his effort. So I can only imagine that picks up a lot more. And I think there is a world where – his maturity curve, because he's about to be, what, 23, 24? He's going, he, I think he's about to be 23. Remember, y'all, if y'all remember, some of the men in the, in the chat, you was doing some dumb stuff when you was in your mid, early 20s. I didn't start realizing that I could die until I was like 26, bro. That's when I was like, damn, I could really die. Like, dude, let me get my life in order. So as his, as his brain starts to get up to that maturity level, it could hit a, hit a sw- sweet spot where he's mature enough to actually accept coaching and let himself be pushed. And I think that's a dangerous player because we know brother got, got the skills to pay the bills. It was just always his mentality. And if he can reach that sweet spot where he gets enough to be pushed and coached by E-May and the coaching staff and they actually craft and hone him and make him focus like they did with Marcus Smart, because Marcus Smart thought he was the guy. One of the reasons the Celtics had so much trouble, they had three players that thought they were alpha dogs. Jalen thought he was him. Tatum thought he was him. Marcus thought he was him. Well, one thing Eme did with that presence, see Brad Stevens, white Steven Silas, was over there, you know, not being able to regulate these guys, let that stuff run amok. Eme came and corrected that. Got them a hierarchy. Tatum's the man. Jalen, you're going to be our second dog, and we're going to go to you at crucial moments. And Marcus... Your job is to play hellacious defense and be the table setter for this team. Everybody bought into that role. And once that happened, finals. It was not pretty. They damn near was calling for Eme job two months into the gig, bro. You go listen to uh, Celtics uh, fan base, listen to their, their podcast, listen to some of the Bill Simmons stuff, the insight he gave on that. They were calling for this man's job. But that was that that storming phase. You know, when you make a change 
that's so uh, uh, that's such a, a abrupt change to people's like characters and their roles is there going to be a lot of a, a kind of a, a abrasion in, in that process. And if you can make it through there, then you really come up with something special. We got another super chat from Sleep Party 11. Let me get to you, brother. Let me get to that super chat, man. Uh, let's see what you got to say here. If I can find it. Sleep Art says, uh, I love you, Doka Hire. Gotta laugh about it now. Break that ice. Move on. Yeah, y'all, y'all, they're gonna get them jokes in, man. They're gonna get the jokes in, the thought jokes, the uh the Riz God, uh uh hide your mama, hide hide your hide your wife. Uh uh, but you know, he man, he got us, you know, he was maybe Boston wasn't a spot for him, bro. You know, you put a brother up in Boston, he get desperate. He in Houston now, man. He got us the pick of the litter, man. He can get wherever he want to go up. If he like, if he like what he like in Boston, he can go up to, to the Woodlands, go over to Katy. If he he want to get a little international, he can go down to the to the in, in the loop, go down to the southwest. I mean, you could hell, he could he could find what he want, man. So there's no reason this man should be in anybody anybody's wives or mother's DM, bro. But we're gonna get them jokes in. But I know it's gonna be a topic for uh for a lot of people. Uh, space man, so what's good, bro? Like, what we what we feeling, man? Man, I'm, bro. I feel like uh, that Shangun meme. I'm I'm so happy, <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy, bro, <laughs> for real. Because I thought we was gonna end up with some no name or another assistant or something. I kind of figured Stone was probably gonna make a semi splash, but I didn't think he was gonna be able to pull this one off, bro. Like. He pulled one off, man. And y'all know I'm hard on Stone. I'm I'm hard on Stone. I think oh. he got a lot to prove this offseason. So far, so good, man. This is this is what we needed. We really needed a head coach. And I just think uh Emmy he he connects everything that we need, bro. He he can he can bring the culture, he can bring the defensive, he can bring um a statue, he got a little cachet. If you if you know anybody that played with him or under him, like KD and James Harden and even Kyrie, they love this guy. It was a reason they was trying to get him in Brooklyn, you know, right after he got let go from the Celtics. They love this guy. He's a, a culture builder, and he can connect with any type of player, bro. And, bro, I'm 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 just so happy, bro, for real. Like I'm legit happy, bro, because I thought I'm not I'm not gonna front. I would I would have liked Nick Nurse. You know, Nick Nurse was cool with me. But I think Ime embodies everything that we need. I was kind of getting shaky after we was in them spaces, and I was hearing the Toronto fans, you know, going off on on Nick Nurse. On, Maybe uh, it was Nick something Nurse. we wasn't seeing, you know. But um, Ime, he's just that guy. He's the big fish that you go out and try to catch, bro. And we actually caught one. We actually caught one. Now, with that, that's step one of my of my of my uh, manifest destination. My step what's, what's two. Step two? Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I think you already just, know I'm on that. Bro, I think that just put us that much closer to getting Jalen Brown, bro. For real. Cause if you seen the comments right after he made went through that whole thing and everything came to the light, Jalen Brown was like stood by his Defending side. Like, yeah. bro, that's that's my coach. I love the dude. Like, bro, like everything about he made like he he brought it out in that little interview, bro. And you can see why guys love to play with him. And I'm just I'm happy, bro. Like if 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 we don't win land Wimby, I know we're gonna get us a top pick regardless. So I just needed the coach, bro. Cause if a coach come in, he can make 
almost anything work, bro. Like, and he learned he learned from one of the best, if not the greatest of all time. You know, Facts. Popovich. So, bro, Pop tree, right? Prop tree, the, the, pop, like. the Popovich coaching tree is damn near undefeated in the NBA, man. That's like if you want to do a, a lineage tree of players, I mean of of coaches, the Popovich coaching tree is pretty deep, and uh, they're they're unlike the Bilicek tree. They actually look good when they leave leave the nest. They they don't go out there and just be Bill O'Briens, you know what I mean? So yeah, big facts, bro. Big 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 facts. I think uh, the Jalen Brown thing is interesting, bro. Like. Man, I, I hope the like it is something to it. Damn, I ain't never prayed on a player not to get an All NBA team, but damn it, I wouldn't be mad if he didn't, bro. Because I know that's the only way the Celtics have a full advantage over the rest of the field is if he get that All NBA, um, All NBA uh, mark, then he's uh, available for them to offer him a, a five year supermax. Now I don't know if they want to do it. I'm sure they're probably praying like, damn, I don't know if we want to get that dude a five year supermax. But if he doesn't get it, then his contract is going to be the four-year max, which is the most he can get. And, you know, every team can pretty much offer him the same thing across the board there. I think they can probably do a little bit more since they're the team that drafted him. But, um, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's that's a path. Um, I also think a sign and trade could be a path for him to come because if, if they know that he wants to leave regardless, dude could just say, like, hey, man, get what you can. You know what I mean? Like, get what you can. I'm out. And they'll probably sign him, work with the second team, and try to work something out then. I think that, you know, I would love Jalen. I would love Jalen, the Jalen-Jalen connection, especially given how I just talked about that video with that two-way versatility for Jalen Green. Put him next to JB. Um, and we we talking about something. Now. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they, they ain't, they're not going to want to give him that super max. I'm going to just go out on a right. limb and say they not because anytime a hot commodity player came up, he was in the trade discussions. They, they really have been trying to yep. trade this man, you know, and – if if I was him, I feel a little slighted anyway. And then he have an opportunity to come with his favorite coach that he's played for, and they can give him the money, and it would be his team. Like hands down, this would be Jalen Brown's team. Who who will we get besides Wimby? Even even Wimby, it'll take two or three years before it become his team. Like Jalen Brown, this would be Jalen Brown's team, and he'll be able to show exactly what he's what he's made of, bro. Because I think. When you got too much of a good thing like Boston have, you kind of start undervaluing who you have on your team. And I think Jalen Brown have been undervalued with what he brings to the table because Jason Tatum is the star there. And I yep. think he he sees the opportunity where, man, these guys, I can go over there. He can be a leader. He can be the, the main shot getter. He can be – it's going to all ride on him, you know, at, at least the first two to three years before our guys come up. And he can actually show I am that type of guy. Then he he can he can we wouldn't even be having this discussion about being a, a all NBA type player. If he was doing what he's doing on the Rockets, where he don't have to really share the limelight with Jason Tatum, the dude would be a, almost a shoe in for a first team all NBA type player, bro. And especially he come from a tanking to a tanking team and lead them just straight out into the playoffs with M.A. Adoka. <laughs> bro it's it's all positives over here for that man it's all positive i don't see too many negatives man that's facts and 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 you know if you look at it from a uh legacy standpoint i don't know if he wants to be under tatum's shadow for another five six years you know what i mean because no matter what he does the celtics are always going to put jason tatum above him as that guy and as an athlete 
at some point, maybe the money is like, I can make that money back on the front end when I actually go out and show these people that I can be the number one option, then they got to back up the Brinks truck for me and give me whatever I want, that big deal. And maybe that's what he's looking at. You know, I don't know. Um, but I hope his mind is there because <laughs> um, I think, you know, people sleep. I, I, I don't know what in the hell is wrong with uh, some of these people. They watch basketball and they get all these weird takes about uh, fits and stuff like that. Man, if you can get a Jalen Brown at 26 years old, y'all, Michael Jordan didn't win his first ring till he was 28. Like y'all, like the whole youth movement in, in basketball is really screwing people's minds up. Uh, it's messing with people's minds. And at the end of the day, you always notice the teams that end up winning the championships are older teams. It's good to be a competitive young team and begin those experiences, but these guys got to grow, man. So people are judging players in their mid-20s like they're 50 years old, bro. I've heard people say, nah, I don't want him. He's too old. Dude's 26. He got another damn near 10. He could play for another 15 years in the NBA. Another, you know, 10, 12 years in the NBA. That's almost three contracts. You know, we just need him for a window. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get off the high horse on that. Let me get to some of these comments. If anybody want to come up, I put the link in the chat box. Uh, Jaymon says, it's going to be interesting to see if Yudoka gets blowback if he clashes with Shangun. What the hell are you going to clash with Shangun for? Y'all think Shangun is Shaq? Man, let me, let me, let me set the fan base straight. It's a new era, man. All that. Get him. Yeah, all that stuff. That's him, gone, Frank. bro. <laughs> all that, like, KPJ, it is. Bro, these are rookies. They're about to be set right exactly where they belong. We're going to get some vets in the house that are going to be able to supplement some of the things we we lack. I'm telling y'all, on a real team, Jabari would not have played all them damn games. He would not have started. That man would have been playing 15 to 20 minutes a game as he learned to be an NBA player. So all that weird stuff of like, ah, oh, damn, you know, guys are just given minutes because they're high picks, gone. You can't win. You can't say you want to be a winner and then try to do that. It doesn't match up. So, bro, we don't care about what Jabari got to say. We don't care about what Shangun got to say. Hell, I don't care about what Jalen Green got to say. I don't care what Coach uh, Yudoka got to say. We have a grown-up in the house. We'll let him. I remember somebody asking. This is, I'll give Stone credit for this. They asked him if they asked uh, their consultant, Jalen, and them about the uh, coaching hire. He was like, no. Why the hell would they consult? Y'all already trying to breathe this bad, that bad habit stuff that's going to bite us when they uh, making us trade four first-round picks for some washed-up uh, player that's on the down, downhill of, of, his, of his stardom. So, nah, man, we, we ain't – we don't. We, we haven't learned. We haven't learned from James Harden. Like, We're like we haven't learned from James Harden yet, bro. And Curtis, oh, you, you tripping, bro? You like Jalen Brown? KPJ might not never reach Jalen Brown type level, dog. Oh yeah, he's like, sleep. KPJ has Curtis ten o, more years tripping, than him bro. compared to Jalen. Nah, you tripping, Curtis? So, Sigma no, Migs, what's good? What's good, Sigma Migs? You what's there? Up? We'll go down, bro. Man, this feels like a brand new era for this rebuilding Rockets team. Man, everything seems better, right? Even my audios, me and Space didn't mess up. <laughs> uh, uh, the back, look at the back. I mean, everything looks clean, bro. It's a new era of basketball. <laughs> you, Even the you YouTube back there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a pep. What's good? What do you think about the uh, the the Eme Brown hiring, man? What what is your your feels on that? Yo, I was like really happy with it. Like Nick Nurse was my was the guy I was rooting for initially because. Of that that Houston connection, he has more ex, more years experience as a head coach, and he actually has a championship. But Ime was like my number two, so this was like 
a huge swing for Stone to be able to allow a guy like this to help accelerate the rebuild. And I'm really hoping that this will be the move that takes this team to knocking on the door of the play-in. Like, right? To get it, yeah, to get into that play-in. Yeah, I think that's going to be the goal for them probably this year is to see how competitive can they be because – I mean, you don't bring you don't bring a guy like this to be able to do that. I do wonder if, um, like I said, I don't know if Ime is used to this. What he's about to come into, I always assumed whatever coach came into our whatever this is is going to have to is like when you work behind somebody. I don't know if y'all ever worked in like retail or or like a restaurant where you got a shift, you got to come in behind somebody and they supposed to have stuff done so your shift could go smoother, and you get there and they ain't done nothing. Like, I feel like this is one of them situations where whoever this coach is, they're going to come like, damn, this dude ain't folding napkins, like type stuff where you got to like do everything and get it ready. And it's going to be extra work for, for, for them because there's a lot that the Rockets are lacking, bro. Like it's Frank, really I think that's why he's going to pick his own coaches. I think he, that's why he's going to so. get his own coaches, bro. Cause uh, we see he, he, he spotted Hardy, which, which ended up being the Utah jazz coach, uh, in the finals or for a coach of the year. Like I think he knows coaches and he's been around the league enough to where I think he knows who to get as, as assistants, but Rago maybe, but I think he was in for a head coaching hire himself. Hey, he may going to be, he going to, he going to figure it out, bro. Yeah. That's the thing. He has a lot to clean up, like a lot to clean up in terms of this coaching staff. Like it was such a mess. There was like no guidance. No, I felt like not a lot of people were helping out develop these young guys. So he has a lot. He has his work cut out for him, and I do think he's gonna do it. But um, maybe his like, I'm afraid he he might be in over his head. Hopefully, I'm hoping he's enough of a hard ass to at least like whip these guys into shape. Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Uh, I think he he's cut out for that. EF Hutton, what's good with you, bro? You there? It's your boy. We back, baby. Yeah. H Town is going down, man. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm gonna mess with you, bro. Uh, your boy Silas is gone. You ain't gonna get that extra money. Oh for yeah, I forgot speaking up for him. You know, yeah, <laughs> I lost, you ended I, up be, uh, your boy Ma. I lost my predict. You know what I mean? But I'm backsliding. You know, we 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 gonna swap swap teams. Look, damn, it's a cold world, ain't it? It's it's a cold world. But in <laughs> in all honesty, like I say, you know. I was pie in the sky, man. I'm, you know, I'm like that. I'm like, like I said, I, I wanted to see Silas get the chance after, you know, we was able to put all the pieces together. He didn't get it. Like, you know, just like y'all said, you know, they gave him a chance to prove what he could do. They couldn't see what he could do. So they had to let him go. They, they didn't see the potential there. But I think also it was a stepping stone thing. It was like, we're going to let him, you know, do this, and then we'll go to the next level. But also, they could have made the mistake of saying we're going from level one to level two and got a Kenny Atkinson or, you know, one of those, you know, stepping stone type coaches. But they went straight to the top, which was for me, like I like I said, pie in the sky. Mark Jackson was my guy because I felt like, you know, he could be the face of the franchise. He's going to draw all kind of attention and he would be like an icon in and of itself. Like if you look at most popular possibilities for a coach mark jackson would be that guy so he was you know he was like my pie in the sky idea but email doko was always like this is our most likely possibility to make a turnaround and and i'm 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 excited man i'm i'm excited we got we got our guy i was 
like miles ahead, miles ahead of Nick Nurse, miles ahead of Kenny Atkinson, anybody else that was on the table, maybe with the exception of Sam Cassell, because you know Sam is H Town, you know, saying drafted. So I'm I'm um I'm excited that we got Emay. Uh, I do have some some slight reservations, uh, you know, and I don't want to really speak it into existence, but. You know, the thing about email is, like they say, the accountability and pushing guys to do things and how, how complicated he wants things to be, you know. And I just hope, like, you're not going into the situation saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do this, because that's a lot of the problems that Stone might have had. He might have been in the same situation where he was like, I can get these guys to do something that they're not qualified to do. So I hope uh, – that's my only reservation is that I hope you don't get here and be like – Oh, I'm I'm able to coach these guys to do this, and they're still not able to do it. Like you were saying, you know, you go into work and you're like, damn, the last guy didn't, you know, fold the the, the napkins. So I'm gonna teach this dishwasher to fold the napkins, and they don't know how to fold the napkins. You need to get one of the waitresses or something who know how to do that shit to do that shit. The dishwasher don't know how to fold napkins. So so I hope it ain't one of those type things. But other than that, man. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. You know, defense is my thing, and I know he's going to bring that defensive intensity. Uh, I was reading the quote right when I seen that we got the high, that um, in the playoff last year he was saying that if we play our offense the way we're supposed to, we'll be playing three on one. Three on one. That was his quote. You know, so you can't beat that. You can't beat a person who's saying – our offense is set up to be playing three on one. That's hell of transition. That's exactly what this team needs. Yeah. I mean, good, good points. Love how you took that analogy about the dishwasher to like six steps down the road. <laughs> the boy didn't invoke the dishwasher. But uh, uh, I, all, all of that is, is facts. And I think one thing, like, once again, I, I do have some reservations. Like, to me, the sample size is one. Like, the dude, I mean, one year is a real – that's why one of the reasons my arguments for Nick Nurse was that he had an email year that year. They won the finals. Then he backdoated with a year after that winning 56 games. I think something like that with a team without Kawhi Leonard. And when I think they went to the uh, second round of the playoffs. So I'd love to have seen what email could have done more. Maybe he takes his team back to the finals. Um, but like I'm looking at some of just the baseline stuff. Once again, if I know he could do it in those high moments, uh, in the finals where he's making adjustments uh, uh, and battling over. And he went through some pretty good coaches to get to that finals. You know, that that Heat series um, was pretty hard. You know, that was a pretty hard-fought series um, that, that, you know, they were going toe-to-toe for um, with that. You know, I think they played Atlanta as well. That may not have been, you know, nothing crazy. But, um, you know, when Tatum got hurt, uh, Jalen Brown had to fill in. Uh, you know, some of the adjustments he made when Marcus Smart went down – and they had to bring some guys off the bench. Everybody on that team was ready. And one thing I really liked about what he did, he never uh, uh, gave up on players. If y'all don't remember, White was having a terrible uh, playoffs. <laughs> the dude couldn't shoot for his life. Uh, but he was. they kept on encouraging him. I remember the postgame conferences, they wanted him to keep shooting. And eventually he, became, he had some big games in that Miami series. Then he forgot to play basketball against Golden State. But they all kind of did. But I- I'm saying to be at that level, of coaching and and even though they lost, um, you know, still the experience there. He's seen a level. You can make an argument that there's a world where he's that far up. Can he get down to the to the dirt? Can he get low? Like it's almost like when you teach 
if you used to teaching adults and you got to go teach kids, it's a different type of teacher. Like you got to be patient. You got to be able to um, uh, talk their talk, speak their language, simplify everything. We know he can do it at that high level with all these all NBA defensive player of the year type players. Can you teach these kids how to just play basketball? And I think that's going to be really, and it's not easy, man. Some great coaches can't get to that level and vice versa. So I think that's going to be a challenge going forward, bro. But he's going to have to just, just you know, do what he got to do. Yeah, I think we can't over, I think we can't overthink that too much because like you said earlier, he from the pop tree, like he didn't seen it all. I'm pretty sure he didn't been through it all going through it. You remember that one year before he even left, like Kawhi was hurt. He demanded the trade. He was out of there and they wasn't even expected to make the playoffs, and they still made the playoff. Like with some pretty much nobodies at the time. I think just DeJounte Murray, you know, was coming along, but that was still a fairly young Spurs team that even that made yeah, I think they lost in the first round, but he was there to see exactly, you know, how to deal with young guys. And uh I just think I don't got no no reservations. He's gonna have to show me he can't do it before I just say, Oh, he can't do it because Everybody else come from that tree is a damn good coach, bro. Is a damn good coach, and I don't expect no no different from 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 Eme. Uh, I want I wanted to ask you guys. Um, <clears throat> did, I, I I did watch you know I, I watched a lot of the playoff last year and the offense, and they had a lot of you know they gave Al Horford a lot of opportunity to hit threes and kind of pull the defense out you know, stretch the defense. They also allowed Marcus Smart to get to the paint a lot, you know, and, and, and kind of play a little bully ball. But I didn't really pay attention to what kind of actions they was running. Were you able to uh, kind of pick up on what kind of actions they run or, you know, how their offense is set up? Yeah, I was, that, was what I, that was one of the reasons I was late. I mean, I've seen their offense before, but I was trying to look at some of the play types they like to run a lot. And they are not like us, right? Um, we all, like a lot of the NBA teams run uh, some form of a five-out offense. I think that's like the newest thing. You want to go five-out. Even if you have a non-shooter on the floor, you can still go five-out like we did with Shangun, which is you're going to have that five be there to do dribble handoffs with. They could be used as a screener. You can get into the roll action with that five, get into pick and roll, get into uh, stagger screens. You could do so much in a five-out set. Now, the Celtics, they didn't they didn't run a lot of pick and rolls. They're like the opposite of us. We ran a lot of pick and rolls. They don't. But they do run a lot of um, dribble penetration. That's their their game is drive and kick. Right. That was their game. The, with the key difference being um, that while they're driving and kicking on the back end, they're also running off ball screens. So they're up there with like the Warriors in Sacramento and setting screens um, as far as uh, their offensive profile. So but. That's a lot of Will Will Hardy, bro. That's a lot of um, um, uh, the the Utah Jazz coach, and that's that's really um, you know it's hard to really differentiate where he Ime is influencing that and whether it's it's the you know his his assistant because that's what Will Hardy was known for was offense. So their offense is is it's a nice brand of offense. I think it actually fits ours very well. Um, Cause you don't need a, uh, you don't need a lob threat because they don't run a lot of lobs. I mean, how many times have y'all seen time Lord dunk, right? He'll set screens. Usually the screening he does is just to get uh, a isolation on, uh, for one of his uh, wings to get on a player that they can, uh, attack, uh, uh, the mismatch, get into the paint, kick out. And while they're kicking out, 
You're going to have the guys that are on the corner setting down screens uh, for players that are going to rise up to to fill where they were, and they get a lot of uh, good threes like that. So it's it's, it's a really efficient uh, form of offense. I, I do we have the personnel to run it? If um if we try to slot people into spots, how the Celtics run, they have so many different lineups. I think we have some of their lineups. Um, I think you could see a lineup where Jabari could be Al Horford um, in that situation. But instead of him playing the drop like Al does, he would play more switch. Um, Shangun could play some of that Horford thing with Jabari flanking him, or you'd rather somebody is a more traditional rim protected there. This is why I think Al P needs to get a shot. He needs to get a shot. And I think Jabari needs to get a damn shot, right? So uh, if, if Jabari is, is going to be if Al P is going to be on the court, Jabari needs to get better as a defender, as a weak side rim protector, and a guy that's going to be a, a like his shot has to be automatic on the kickouts because it's going to be there, like it's going to be there. But it's interesting because they do a lot of stuff with Al Horford um, that we kind of do with Shangun. They do get him touches in the post to punish mismatches. I know y'all see that sometimes in the playoffs where they'll dump it off to Big uh, to Big Al, and sometimes he can force the uh, double team to kick it out. So it's a lot of overlap, but. We just ran a different um, different types of plays than they did. Um, but I'm interested to see who they're going to hire uh, for that role. You know what I mean? One one thing I would say, Frank, like I was telling you earlier in the chat, <clears throat> they didn't have a point guard. Like, Marcus Smart is not a point guard. I, will, I would like to see what they would have looked like with Malcolm Brogdon on the team, just won the sixth man of the year. Um, I will. I would like to see what that that team would look like with an actual point guard because we seen in the finals, Jalen Brown and really Tatum is really almost like a clone of each other. They only can go yeah. right. Yeah. They only can go right every time they get the ball is right. Pick scaring going right. You know going right going right. I I got tired of seeing them go right. Like could nobody go left? And it was just because they didn't have a real true point guard that can set up all the actions in, at once. I would like to see them actually with a true point guard, you know, and they looking a little bit better offensively this year because of Michael Brogdon, even better. though he's coming off the bench. A lot better space. They, they got, uh, let me see, what did they rated? I think they got uh, the number two offensive uh, rating in the NBA. Um, they are one of the top teams and number five in assist. They're number four in assist to turnover ratio. Uh, they're number five in uh, in the assist ratio in EFG. They are top. What is it? Number four in EFG in true shooting. They are number five. All of this is way up from last year, and I think them adding Brogdon because you got to remember last year the minutes, like you said, when Marcus wasn't on the floor, they would let like Jason and Jalen handle a lot, and that really got exposed in the playoffs. Now they try to do it with smoke and mirrors and try to run plays through their using their system, but. Um, yeah, they definitely did not have a point guard, something that we both had in common with them uh, this this past year. Right, right. They had little, oh man, I don't want to say, they had the little white boy coming in. What was his name? Pritchard. 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 As a, like, I was like, you know, he, he really just a three-point shooter. Yeah, he really he, can't he, do he, nothing he but shoot threes. So it was, that was they, their heel, Achilles heel against Golden State. Like, uh, they just couldn't set a, a true offense to get easy shots. So, and KPJ, I, I'm not going to say he's going to be the point guard, but at least he won't have no trouble going left. He, he, he's yeah. left-handed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, that That is big. We got a super chat from Joe Blue. Joe Blue says, you do got the Celtics over the hump. Team ball. Yes, sir. They do. I mean, Celtics pass the ball a lot. 
Like I said, I think one of the things, I don't know what video was I saw on him, is he emphasized making the extra pass. That was his big thing is that when they would drive and kick, it's like they would get your defense scrambling. Honestly, I think we kind of have the athletes to do that. Um, get into the paint, kick out. I don't think they know how to pass to our guys. Kick out, then it's not just taking the, the, the good shot. Get your teammate a better shot. And not just standing there waiting for the shot to come, but it's also being able to um, set screens and help them get a better shot. And there's, I'm going to look look through some of because I remember just from them when they played us, a lot of their three-pointers came when uh, Tatum or one of them would get to the basket and kick it out, and they'll kick it out. The person they're kicking it out to, you can't just contest them because there's somebody there screening you, kind of like how the Warriors do. It's almost a mixture of both worlds of uh, isolation and ball movement. Like, they kind of married it together. It, it's a real, really, really nice offense. I got to go back to a comment I saw. Uh, from uh, I think it was uh, let me see. Yeah, you can go ahead, Space. Let me find this this comment asking. Uh, I think it was Curtis Ho saying he want to be introduced to uh, EF Hutton. Let me let me find that. Sigal Biggs, what you got? You got anything else, Sigal? Yeah, I was wondering. Is that probably gonna be next pranks next video about how email system can kind of maximize? Man, I don't know what that man said. Like, cause it's hard to say what his system is because he only coached for a few months. And the thing is that. Once again, the Will Hardy aspect of it, because we know that some of these coaches, especially the head coaches, they have um, coordinators that really handle whole sides of the ball, kind of like in football, where the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, like they have coaches that are assigned to, to you know, one other side. Maybe they're the defensive uh, leaning coach. I think Will Hardy was their offensive guy. And, uh, you know, not saying that there's nothing to draw from me, maybe, but yeah, I'm definitely going to look through. I kind of just want to look at his history. I think that'll be first. Um, like, who is he? What is his experience? What has he done? What type of character does? Obviously, we know. Yeah, he's a guy that cheat on his on his lady. But <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> aside from that character, uh, what 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 basketball character does he have? And uh, you know, all those other things. We can see what we can draw from that. Let but, my boy make uh, it, Frank. Let him make it. Yeah, man. I, I, we <laughs> gonna, hey, let's get it out. We gonna get it out now. Let my boy make you, it, you man. Get long, bro. You come biggest fumbles of the. Fumble of the century, but yeah, we we gonna try to give him a a a, a, a re a rebirth here in Houston, man. Yeah, we are gonna try to give him a, a rebirth here in Houston. Hey, uh, I I was just looking over the uh, free agency list, and I think I was thinking that one of the probably one of the best pickups we can try to pick up is Josh Hart. What y'all think about that? I actually like Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Yeah, yeah, I actually like him. He's he's one of the best rebounding. I get he's I don't know because he's like a mix between a guard and a wing. Like he can almost be both of them. But the dude, even when he's not being able to hit shots, he can he can play defense and he can rebound his ass off, bro. Like yeah. you remember when he, he was, was his, he was Tari in New Orleans. Easy, I think he got like 17 rebounds against us one game. I was like, this dude, he can rebound. He's like a connected player. You know, he's he a Tari Eason. That's Tari yeah, Eason, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's really. Tari. He Tari gonna be a better player than Josh in about two years, bro. I do like Josh Hart. Um, I think we got a mini, a big Josh Hart down in Houston. Honestly, they are so much alike. And I, I really realized that watching uh, New York play in the playoffs, like all those tip rebounds, uh, getting multiple efforts at offensive rebounds, transition. Uh, just the difference is Josh Hart is actually like he can make layups and and uh, he played the PG when he was in the, uh, when he was in LA for a little while too. Yep, yep. He's he's a good player. Definitely one of my favorite players in the league. Yep. Man, I can't find that comment, bro. I think it was uh, 
it was uh 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 what's his name uh wanted to meet with you, bro. Let me see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was Curtis. It was Curtis Ho, yeah. He said, oh, Curtis uh, left. He he dipped out. He dipped out. Yeah, One thing I would have to say on my last stream, man, I can't remember who it was. They had New York in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I kind of was like skeptical of that. But the way they've been playing against Cleveland with one of the better defenses in the league, I apologize, bro. You might be on to something. I can't remember who it was, bro. If you in the chat right, right now, let on. me know, bro. But They're playing the, the Cavs, bro. Like, hey, really? the Cavs are a nice team, though. They a little bit defensive heavy. They offense can come and go, but New York been tearing them up, bro. Like, yeah, they've been they've been yeah. like tearing them up and <laughs> Man, maybe. <those> stands. <laughs> Oh, okay, I found a comment real quick. Uh, this for you, EF. <laughs> he says, I'm an OG, and I don't know EF Hutton, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, then, then I've Trill been around said, for a minute. Uncle Trill said. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry about that, guys. We've been trying crazy. Uncle hey, man, you can't. We yeah we gonna be I'm gonna tell y'all if y'all don't know man men men act like kids today damn near die bro we gonna be fifty laughing by pause but uh yeah man I think, I think that's <laughs> we gonna be gonna be your grandkids telling your son pause bro like what you talking about <laughs> hey, right, hey, right. hey Gary Kelly say when can we start laughing at Mobley don't 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 laugh at Mobley bro he's uh, still on, he's still a baby bro he's still a baby man. Yeah, let's let's let them make it. Hey, y'all can't laugh at Mobley to Jalen in the playoffs. Let's do that, goddamn. If y'all want to laugh at Mobley, at least let one of our players be in the playoffs so we can get an even even split of them laughing at us. Cause it's it's I can't be the fan base is laughing at other people in the playoffs. You feel me? Like what we laughing at? Our guy talking about the playoffs from a tiki uh from a damn uh uh what's it called? One of them little yeah, a straw uh some kind of thing in the, off a beach. Like what are you talking about, bro? He got a Mai Tai in his hand right now. Got a Mai Tai on the beach front talking about he he gonna make the playoffs. And we laughing <laughs> at Mobley, who in there getting great experience is probably gonna lead him to be a better player. Now come on, man. We gotta do better, man. Who do you think is gonna make the playoffs first? Uh Jalen or Cade? Jalen. Jalen, I would say Jalen. Because have y'all seen the, the coaching hiring? The, the yeah, I don't know what they cooking over there. It looked like they trying to tank again. <laughs> what is the, what are they cooking? What are they cooking? They hiring every unknown coach in the world, bro. They, they cooking tofu or something. <laughs> they, <laughs> and I don't know what they cooking in Detroit. You think uh, their coach Casey is just trying to have like a shadow puppet type thing where he because you know he got moved up to the front office. And they trying to put somebody, some random person in this place. I don't know. Maybe it's like a stone thing where he's trying to, uh, trying to, trying, trying to be the the man behind the puppet type thing. But I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. Maybe, they, maybe they're just watching the league and saying, you know, we just keep, we, yeah, we just keep not spending a lot for a coach until we actually got a chance to do something. You know, because like the East is the East is really deep right now. You got six teams that's legit. Like either one of those six teams that's over there. You know, really minus Atlanta, but any one of those other five teams can be in the finals. You know, yeah. so then outside of that, you look at it, you say, well, Atlanta's still good. Um, who else? So Indiana, you know, could, could 
they got great players. They got a lot of good players. And Toronto could have easily made it to the to the playoffs. So, like, if I'm Detroit, I'm still saying, like, let me get one or two good, you know, one or two more good draft picks. And then, you know, spend a little money in the cap, kind of like what we did. But they got a, they got a little bit uh, wider window than what we had because, you know, we were so elite that it shouldn't have took us a long time to get back. But I think Detroit got a little time to play with. They can – they got K, they got Ivy. You know, they'll, they'll get a good draft pick this year. You know, they'll have a lot of cap room. And then they, maybe they, they two years from now they hire a good coach. They've been bad for a minute, though. Like, even before – like, they were bad while we was good. So I'm That's not true. Sure. That's true. Yeah, they've been bad. Detroit, Orlando, uh, Charlotte. A lot of these teams have been bad going on damn near a decade, man. And it's uh it's it's really that's the ugly side to tanking. Um that's why you don't want to stay in that in that gutter too long because it does wear on you and there's a point of no return where you get into a cycle of being so bad that it's hard to come out of it. So I'm glad that the Rockets are choosing, okay, we set a three year gap and we're gonna pivot out of it quickly because it it could be one day you hey we ready we gonna do this and this we the next thing you know you the Sacramento Kings bro you playing you you got one of your players saying he gonna shave till y'all make the playoff damn they had had yeah. Barnes looking like a uh, 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 Santa Claus out there bro <laughs> damn, yeah I was about to go set his damn hair for him I seen how bad bro got yeah there was a point like two years ago his beard was out of line bro I was like damn bro just cut it off y'all ain't gonna make the just go ahead and cut it off, bro. <laughs> hey, Frank, can I give uh, – I want to give some credit to uh, – don't laugh at me. I'm going to give some credit to uh, Tillman, bro. I'm going to give – he, you know Udoka ain't cheap. He had to come out of his pockets and uh, pay this yep. man. I'm I'm interested to see how many years he gave him at what rate. If if it's like a five-, six-year deal – he might he might get about sixty million dollars or something like that, and that ain't that ain't no no peanuts for for a coach, bro. So I'm I'm gonna point. give Tillman some some props on this one. I told you if if Tillman see that we gonna try to be good eventually, I think he'll come off the money because that's what businessmen do. They they he know he got to spend money to make money, you know. And look, let me let me follow you, man. Since we big up in the Houston Rockets, man, I'm I take I follow on the sword, man. Damn, Stone. I got to give you credit, dog. I got to give Stone credit. He I did something right. Stone. Yeah, I thought you were. Hell no. Nah. Oh, Hell no, nah, I don't like Stone. I mean, I, I, you know what? I like Maury, and I kind of feel like, you know, Stone had this. I'm his understudy, but I've been the kind of the one in the background that's making a lot of decisions with him. At first, I was like, okay, you know, he might be a young, up-and-coming version of Maury. He not. And so I've, I've really been out on Stone for a long time. You know, even with the drafts, I like, you know, those draft picks was obvious picks. You almost had to pick them. You know, one or two spots removed, you would have had to make that pick. But, no, nah, I, 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 was, I was more like five Stone and Keith Silas than I was like five Silas and Keith Stone. So, you know, the fact that he went out and made that split, like, like I said, I think I said this on the last time that we talked, like, I'm going to know how I feel about Stone depending on what he do, you know, with the coach. You make a splash with the coach, you know, I might have to retract some of my feelings about him, but he, you know, he he, he upstaged me, and uh, I, I hate to even do it, man, but I, I, I can't really hold him for this one. I can't hold him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> 
I just made a whole video <laughs> saying how he feels. So imagine how I feel. Now he got the coach I wanted. <laughs> Stone. I still think I, he. I still think nah, he ain't nah, got yeah, the water, nah, bro. Nah, nah, you know what I'm saying? But it ain't. It ain't. It ain't over with him till it actually turns around because he's put himself in a position where everything he does has to be a hit. And to me, they didn't have to be in this position. Uh, they could have made a lot of decisions. Uh, Starting from you know hiring Steven Silas or not firing him, some of the trade. I mean, we we went over it before. Uh, his his grievances are, are well noted, so it's not like this erases it. We're still where we are. We got to see and space. I just looked up the uh, email was only making three million on Boston, bro. So him and Silas are getting paid the same. So I ain't gonna cap, bro. I'm starting to think that they just signed him because he's the cheapest coach out of the group, bro. <laughs> Whoa, what? Yeah, he was making I'm, I'm, damn. I'm, he I'm a little bro. different because I. Go ahead, go ahead. He's a he's a first time head coach, so that looks like that three million range is kind of like the base salary for like a new coach. So I'm thinking you combine that with his grievances with the NBA, it's probably around that range. I'm probably three to four million. So I don't think it's like anything nuts. I just think it's a situation that works out where you get the best of both worlds. And I ain't mad at you know if you can get a good coach, we think he's a good coach. Um, you know what I mean? And uh, you can sign him for it. And he's cheaper than a guy that's going to like Nick Nurse was making eight. So that's, you know, that's probably out of Tillman's pay range. So, yeah, I, I you know, so that, that, that might explain it, bro. So, so you, you, man, you, you I, probably I, I think right. the price of the brick went up once he hit the finals. But I, I, no, I, I'm, I I'm kind of with Frank because because of the fact that a lot of people might have yeah. been out on him because of the way he went out, you know, because of his problems. We might have got him at a discounted rate. I think he's the cheapest out the group, bro. Maybe him and Kenny about the same, but it's not, I'm not mad at it. He's still a good coach, but I'd like to see that kind. Of, I don't think they would pay him like a coach that got fired for that. You know what I mean? Especially when his contract was in that range already. It would be an overpay to, especially in the team is damn near one of the best teams in the league right now. So they're like, eh. no, but it wasn't. I'm like sure he, it wasn't like he was just uh, unwanted. We seen Brooklyn was about to yeah, yeah, last year. And then but they, they Toronto out. wanted him this year. And I'm pretty sure if we didn't get him, somebody was going to get him. Yeah, and somebody would have paid him. Yeah, I think we just hopped on it, bro. Like, we wanted him to, to – I guess we didn't want to wait around I and know, see. Uh, I, I, I bet you he's going to be the cheapest one, bro. So tell me They, they wasn't Lamar Jackson, though. No. If it was the case, bro, I ain't going to lie. There's a little pattern going on. I ain't going to – you know what I mean? This is, we, we got our coach, but let's just <laughs> – Hey, he don't got Neil Long years, purse man. no more. He ain't got that Neil Long money no more. So ah, yeah, yeah. So probably could, yeah, I could, I'll take 2.5, bro. I ain't, <laughs> he, he probably ready to just buckle down and just rehabilitate it. I, I honestly think he would take a discount or at least take what he was getting paid, even the fact that he made a finals, just to get a shot at coaching and, and rehabilitating his name. And I think the Houston aspect of it, you, you can't, because Canada, man, they be, you, got, you get taxed. Living overseas, double tax overseas, then your you know, family, you know, comfortability, all that stuff. If it's Toronto or Houston and maybe there's a five hundred thousand dollar difference, bro, it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Especially when you're at that level. You might as well just take uh take the 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 quality of life over over, you know, whatever that money is. But I think it's a good hire. I'm just saying, keep an eye on that. I I I think he's probably gonna be one of the lower end options because he's a new coach, which is kind of kind of funny. Do you think he also came here because it's kind of like a low pressure option? Because like oh, anything yeah. he does will be way better than what Silas ever did. Like, yeah, I mean, what what is the bar for for any coach here in Houston? What would y'all be like? Damn, this dude's a good coach. 
well, for y'all, let's start space. What do, what do you think the bar is for you? Like uh, in a, for next season, what would make you be like, okay, we, we on the right track. Now I'm not going to judge him, you know, off the muscle first year. Like, Oh man, he, he ain't this, he ain't that because it's a long way to go for us. Like as far as the roster construction, I'm hoping Stone will help him out a little bit this season, give him some veterans to be, you know, the extension of him on the court and then have some more guys around that actually been there and done that. But if, cause let's be real. We, I don't think we're going into this season with this same roster. It's just not going to, it's not going to happen. I don't think, but I would say play in or close to a play, play in at least let's say we in the play-in mix. If we in a play-in mix, that's a hell of a jump from where we at right now. As long as we're not in the lottery again, that means Silas was just slipping. He was just not the coach, you know. And, it, and then it's structure, how we look about going. Even if we're losing, how do we look losing? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we actually looking, progressing? Because I'm not going to even expect us to look real good until maybe trade deadline next season because they still got to okay. grasp the coach. They still got to grasp his offense, his defense, how he want to do it. Do he got the right pieces around him? I still think we still like maybe a draft or two or a free agent or two away from actually being a competent team all the way through and through the guys still young. They're still rough. Silas and do them. No, no justice. They like starting at square one. Like next year is really going to be square one because don't look like they learned a whole lot under Silas as far as structure and don't take this shot right here. Make this extra pass two for ones after timeout, you know, just the basics, basics. I think a lot of that going to have to come and they're going to have to grow and learn how to do that. So I say 30 wins, 31 wins. I'll be happy with them. That's a, that's a, that's a fair real quick. We got a super chat. Joe blue says Knicks is gone. Are we sure about that? Are we sure about that? You know what I mean? Are we sure? Because if we keep Knicks, if we keep Knicks, I'm taking everything about Stone. <laughs> I said he 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 still he back to trash if we keep Knicks, bro. No, I don't think uh, uh, Ime Udoka uh, is is uh, is going to be uh, the type of guy that that's going to do that, bro. That I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Ime Udoka is going to be a guy that's going to watch his like Stephen Silas sat there and watch himself build up the worst the worst. NBA coaching record in league history over the the amount of games that he he coached. I, I can't see myself, man. You got to like, to me at some point, either you're, it's your fault because that's really what you are or you're not, it's your fault because you're not, you're not strong enough to say like, you know, enough is enough, bro. At the end of the day, today has to come for Steven Silas. What I mean by that is that there's going to be a day where you're going to be not in this role and your name is your name, and you're going to be sitting at your house as Steven Silas, the coach with the worst record in NBA history. And when that happened, you know what I mean? That's You got to live. I mean, I'm sure he's proud of, you know, there's only a few people that get to coach, but, dude, you got to stand up for yourself, brother. You got to stand up for yourself. Young ghetto. Hold what? on, young ghetto. You don't think we're going to win 31? What are you about? I told what you, you we, we won 21 this year, right? And, you know, my, yeah, my thing is always, if, if we get a good coach, I think he adds 10 wins to anybody's record you know from the previous so i'm gonna say 31 wins i'm gonna keep it right there i think just having inmate he can give us at least just him off alone 10 more wins so 
Uh, I'm, yeah, that's young. Young Edo saying I'm tripping. <laughs> Thirty-one now. I'm, because of the, ahead, uh, all the adjustments, all the adjustments that he will do that Silas never did. When all those collapses, man. Oh my god! Like all those third quarter, fourth quarter collapses. I mean, that's. I mean, it's a low bar. We didn't have. We had Knicks playing substantial minutes, bro. At least that. What is that worth? Like ten wins by itself. Just removing him. I mean, yeah. you got. Y'all got to think about how bad like the situation was. You had the Knicks stuff, guys like 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 uh, uh, Jay Sean Tate just getting hella shots, really going to him as a first option, which is nasty business. Jabari being like one of the worst players in the league for about sixty percent of the season, nasty business. Jalen not even trying for long stretches of time uh, during the season, nasty business. Uh, uh, Shangun a lot of times uh, just out there just. Doing his thing. I don't know. Sometimes it was part of the offense. Sometimes it wasn't part of the offense. You literally had two sets of offenses running at the same time. They didn't have a, a philosophy about what they were trying to do. It was just like go out there and cook. We didn't have a point guard. You know what I mean? Led the league in the sister turnover ratio for the longest. Uh, uh, we were the worst transition defense in NBA history. Then backed out and became the second worst in NBA history this year. Uh, transition defense. Bottom three worst offense and defense, like every single year. Y'all don't think if you add uh, just adding a good coach, a point guard, you add maybe some vets to help these dudes be on point. You add, um, you know, maybe a shooter here. You bring in a draft pick that's going to be have more talent than a Jay Gup or a Garuba. So you slide one of them down the totem pole. I mean, those are winning th- plays. And you look at a lot of the games, especially early on in the season, the guys were in there. You know, it was a lot of close games that we lost due to collapses of not having a point guard, coaching being dumb, uh, players just not giving the, the maximum effort. So, yeah, I'm with, I'm with space, bro. I ain't going to lie. I'm thinking over 30 wins. Um, I think we're due for it. I think some teams are not going to be as good as they are next year. And it's probably uh, maybe like two years, man. I, uh, the West is going to change over the guards to a lot of these young teams, bro. That, that's why I'm seeing it going. Because the Lakers, uh, you know, I think they got like – this might be their last run, bro. Uh, Warriors, they on the ropes against Sacramento. Might be the Clippers. They look like they should blow it up at some point. Uh, uh, you know, Suns an injury away. The teams that I'm looking for the next, you know, Sacramento gonna be there for the next. They young. OKC young. They gonna be there. Memphis they young. They gonna be there. New Orleans at some point. Zion gotta get in shape. Goddamn. <laughs> they gonna. <laughs> you don't think so? They they gonna be there at some point. You know what I mean? So those are four teams. Denver, they could still do some things. Jokic isn't really that old, so they're going to be there. So who are the other teams that's really, you know, maybe Ant, you okay, know, maybe see. he wants out? Oh, I, already, I said them already. So that's oh, like okay. five or six teams. Mavericks? We right there. Eh, I don't know, man. I think Luka's gone, bro. I think he's going to dip out as, at when he get a chance. So After the next year, I think so. Yeah, probably. I think he's going to dip out. So we there, man. The West is going to be open, and you know what I mean? That's 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 where we gotta we gotta just build up to this, and and we got a championship coach, y'all. We gotta coach this. that's been in the championship. EF, what is your your bar for a successful season for you, man? You dope. That's a great question. For me, um, I th- I'm kind of I got three 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 prong um, idea about how I feel about it. One, you know, as far as statistic wise. I think a top 15 defense would be something that I would say, man, this is a good coach. 
You know, I, I think we had a potential to be a top 15 defense. We control the pace of the game. We hit the we hit the boards. You know, we get back in transition. We can be a top 15 defense. The other part of that is um, rotations, putting players on the floor because they're the best defensive player and they protect the ball and they make their free throws. You know, so I think, you know, just not putting the player on the floor because this is the guy we want to promote to try to trade him later or, you know, that type of thing, like with the Knicks and Jay Shante. I think a lot of that was we want these guys to look to play up to a value point to where they can be valuable to somebody else so we can get rid of them. Uh, KPJ might be the same situation to where it's like we want to keep presenting him as a good player so maybe somebody will get him, which I think that's a lot of why they gave him the contract. I think a lot of why they gave KPJ the contract was because we want to promote him as a good player and use him as trade bait or trade value asset down the road. So for me, that's the second part is to see email Doka say, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move. And I heard uh, Frank say this the other day on the, on the podcast where he said the same thing I've been saying is, you know, let's try if we get Wimby, you know, let's try Shangun, Wimby and Jabari at the three, you know, Robert Orr was a center that played the three. You know, and he did a great job getting those championships at that position. I think Jabari could be the same thing. So we see email Doka trying stuff like that. That's not in the norm. You know, uh, Tari Eason at the two with Jalen Green at the point. If we see him doing stuff like that, like we would see Rick Adelman do, I'm going to be like, man, this dude is a good coach. And I think, you know, the third part of that is, um, you know, just seeing him push back. On you know some of the the stuff in the um, in the in the media and the press conferences and stuff, seeing him push back with with uh, detail, just having detail in the press conferences about what his objectives is and stuff like that, and and um, not just kind of glossing over ideas and stuff like that. I think those three things to me, because when you see somebody sit in front of the cameras and you know they say, "Well, y'all had a bad game tonight," and they be like, "Yeah, well, we didn't get after it." Uh, what no. the, you know, what the, what the F is that? You know what I mean? Nice. So if I see him say, hey, you know, yeah, you know, if we if we see him say, you know, I, I made a mistake, you know, I didn't call the timeout, or such and such, like we've seen T. Steve Kerr say, I didn't relay the message that we was out of timeouts. You know, that's a detailed thing that you can see in a, in a press conference that identifies yourself as a good coach. If he says, like, hey, you know, uh, we, did, we didn't get after it on position right before the shot clock. We didn't get the two for one. Uh, we were looking to push the ball up the court and they was getting back in transition and we didn't make a proper j- If he says those kind of detailed things in the press conference, I'm going to say that's a good coach. And I don't really care if we get to 30 wins. I'm, I'm with you guys. I do feel like you make your free throws, you protect the ball, you uh, hit the glass. I do think, you know, 10 wins is easy. I believe that a lot of the collapses we made was because we were tanking. I'm still going to forever stick by that, you know, um, but I, you know, 30, 30 wins, thirty-one wins. That wouldn't that wouldn't make me feel like he was a good coach. That would just make me feel like you know we doing something different this year. Now, if we if we if we beat the teams we're not supposed to beat next year and stuff like that, you know, I'll say he did a better job than Silas. Half the teams we beat this yeah, year, teams we weren't supposed five, to beat. Yeah, so. <laughs> Actually, right. <laughs> but the uh, team we yeah. were supposed to beat, we lost to. Yeah, I don't know which is worse. Is that better to beat the good teams or 
or lose to the teams you're not. I don't know, but we got a super chat. Kenny S says, email Yudoka in this thing. Pimp, coach, and no, <laughs> y'all leave that man alone, bro. Y'all gonna stop talking about my coach like that, man. This yeah, man is Kenny, not man. Pimping, you got to man. see me, Kenny, man. You got to see me, man. <laughs> I ain't about to be calling him no pimp, no shot. Like he out here just chasing women and I mean, you know what I mean? But we're gonna get them jokes off, man. We gonna I know it's gonna be a thing all year. It's gonna be I'm scared of the hard Nidoka combination, man. I'm scared of that. I don't I, I'm not with that. Nah, that's gonna be nah, I think he made a serious dude, bro. I mean, he got his, you know, he has his preferences, but uh, you made some good points. Uh, definitely about that. One thing I will say about the his, like I said, one thing the Celtics they have a, a, when even last year and this year their lineups are so crazy. Like they they have so many different formations. They've been times where uh, Jalen Brown has played point guard and uh, Jason Tatum has played the two, and they'll put uh, uh, what's that big boy Williams at the three. I've seen that where they'll put Tom Lord and then uh, Horford on the floor, so they can go super big, they can go small, they can go. So I think they value versatility. His thing is defense. Um, now, one thing interesting, though, in the finals, uh, he did kind of stick to that Al Horford playing the drop against Steph, and that probably lost him the finals, honestly. That was one of my – I've criticized him on that multiple times that, uh, I mean, at that point, you just – you got to go out of it. You can't just let Steph walk into open pull-ups because you're just stuck on keeping – uh, your guy uh, Horford in the game. But Horford was doing a lot of good things for them on the other parts. But it's one of those things. Horford should not have been playing in that in that finals. And, and uh, you know, for people that are fans of Shangun, like, it don't matter who you are, bro. Some players just don't fit certain matchups. Um, but that was something to note. But that's such a high-level tactical um, error, in my opinion, that, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm I'm amazed that he made it that far to even make that mistake. That's how I'm looking at it. Wasn't, Rather wasn't, than you, wasn't Time Lord hurt though? He was he was banged up that series. He was throughout the whole well, pretty much the second half. But still, they could have went Grant Williams or somebody. But at the same time, Looney was killing them. So it, it was it was hard, bro. It, One it, of the things you would see Tom Thibodeau do is like what we seen him do when he was here with Jeff Van Gundy is when the screen comes and you got a shooter, they move to the other side of the screen, turn their body lateral ways and show how long and push that, that ball handler back away from the screen and make them have to go all the way around and then they run back into their position instead of trying to just drop back. You know, so you move over, you close the space, you push the, the ball handler out and then you run back. That's, so I don't know why that's what, the coach uh, is not doing that. And they could have done it. That's what his name was doing. That's what a uh, buddy on the Sacramento doing right now. That's why – his uh, uh, Sabonis, he he hard showing, then retreating back to his man before, uh, you know, a couple of times it burns them because the Warriors are a great passing team. So by the time he retreated, they didn't gave it to his man. His man then passes somebody else, to, uh, whoever's trying to help him out to get so before he gets back in position. But um, honestly, Sabonis and, you know, people, uh, people inflaming Sabonis, his issues ain't been defense. It's been an uh, offense. He's been trash on the offense. He can't make a bucket for his life. Uh, but defensively, like, you could mitigate a lot of that stuff with different schemes. That's why I'll get an edge to Nick Nurse on. But, um, now I, I definitely think that, like, the overblown, people think Al P is done. I mean, I y'all got to go watch the Celtics, man. They they got to – hell, they played Blake Griffin, and he about as slow as Al P at this point in his career. So, I mean, they have – I think a good coach. One thing to me, like, I, I don't even – like, you could look at what the Celtics did, but – we don't have the Celtics players. So if 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 Ime comes in and tries to 
be the mini Celtics here, then we gonna he's gonna look like Silas did with the mini Dallas thing. A good coach should be comfortable enough in looking at like space always say, if you're gonna cook a meal, you gotta cook with the ingredients you got in the kitchen, bro. You can't be trying to make steak when you got oodles and noodles uh in ingredients, bro. So you better make them oodles and noodles, put some butter in there, throw some shrimp in that thing, make it the best oodles and noodles you can make it. But you can't be trying to make a steak dinner if you ain't got no steak. And I think Silas, and that's a mark of a young coach, in my opinion, is that that's comfortable to them. They know what they know and they're going to do what they know. That's why I'm a little like we got to seek an email adjust to the guys that we have on hand, whatever this roster forms to look like. What can they build out of that? That'll tell me if he's elite uh, more than, you know, anything else. That's, that, that'll be my marker for him. We got a super chat real quick. Kenny S again says he from the Spurs coaching tree. So I'm happy. Yes, sir. That pop tree is undefeated, bro. Let me see. I'm going to pull up. Uh... Sigal Migs, what you got to say on that? So what was it again? <laughs> um, what What's the um, barometer you put as a good coach? Oh, if he's going to okay. be a good coach. So what I was hoping for for this season is that um, Jalen and Shangun make that third-year leap that Udoka pushes them to make that leap and they become like, they kind of more realize their potential. If that happens, I'd say that's, that's a successful season. Okay. Like, let me, let me go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, my no. bad. I was gonna... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just letting yeah, people no, know we dropped the, it. we dropped the link in the chat. If anybody oh, yeah, else want to come up. Yeah. If y'all want to come up, y'all can come up. Yes, sir. Popovich tree. So they got a uh, Budenhoser. That's the guy over in uh in uh Milwaukee. So you know he he coached at Atlanta too when they had that uh that one team that won sixty some games. Uh he was a coach there, championship coach. Um over there, obviously you got Ime who we're talking about. Um you got Becky Hammond who's over there killing it um with the uh women's basketball. She's already, you know, won at that level. You also have uh Utah Jazz's Quinn Snyder, uh Pop Tree coach, Memphis Grizz- Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins is a guy, uh, Monty Williams from the Kings, uh, uh, I mean, from the Suns, is a guy from there. Uh, others like Brett Brown, they used to coach for the uh, 76ers, a pop guy. Jim Boylan, uh, Mike Brown is a pop guy. Jacques Vaughn on the Nets is a pop guy. Uh, I don't know who Joe Prunty is, uh, but I mean, I just named a lot of, I mean, all those coaches, one thing they have in common, they are all very disciplined. Didn't Steve Kerr coach under pop? Assistant? I think he was something, he was like a, a low assistant. I'm not. He played on the pop. Yeah, he played on the pop. I'm not sure if he coached. He might have been like on the staff or something. But um, I know he was a GM at Phoenix. Then he went over to Golden State. Um, but yeah, so but that tree is uh, one thing. Those coaches. Look at the names I'm naming. Uh, Brett Brown. I mean, uh, yeah, Brett Brown, Mike Brown, Jacques Vaughn, uh, uh, Monty Williams, Quinn Snyder, uh, Taylor Jenkins. These are hard nosed guys. You know, I mean, all of those guys are very strict and disciplined and very intense in how they coach their players. They all play off coaches, too. Yeah, that's a dream yep. to get them to discipline the young guys, like get Jalen to stop acting up when he's, his shot is not falling, to get, you know, like whenever their shot isn't falling or anything, that they kind of just give up on both ends. Yeah, that's definitely going to be big for Jalen. He needs to stop that because that, that's, that's, that's baby stuff. Like, bro, you got to play defense. I wish somebody would just like somebody needs to somehow get him that video. If Jalen thinks he needs to play defense, bro, like he has to be a good defender. That's the only way this dude is ever going to be anything more than just a score. He has to be. I do not want Jalen to be Bradley Bill. I don't want it to be Zach Levine where we got 
him and another all-star, we struggling to make the play in, bro. Like that, that's, that should be embarrassing for Zach Levine. Zach Levine is too good uh, uh, to be, to be a player of his caliber that could, you know, as good as he is to be uh, battling to make the play in, bro. It's really, so I don't want Jalen in that boat. That's why I hope we get Scooter Wimby, man. That's how I hope we get Scooter Wimby. Let me you, see. You know, even if Jalen is not a good defender, if he just hustles hard and give us 100%, 90%, if he give us 90% on the defensive end and on the glass, I'll, I'll be satisfied with that because, you know, it, you know, it's a lot to to be the number one scoring options. We all get that. You know, you can't give 100% effort on both sides of the ball. But, hey, I, you know, if you if, if you attack the glass and, and you die for loose balls and you making it look like, you know, like they say Patrick Beverly, he fooling y'all, fool somebody. No, nah, no, Just nah, fool nah. somebody. He, he I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I was with you. <laughs> but I'm a, I want Jalen to be one of those guys, man. Like, Kobe did it. Jordan did it. No doubt. Wait, no doubt. like like they was dropping 40 and, and clamping the best player. Like, do it, bro. You you were you were one of the best athletes in the league, dog. Like, if you don't do it, it's just laziness. That's that's how I see it, bro. Like you're a young I, dude. I accept. Yeah, number two pick. Like, push yourself. That's if he fall, I think the way I look at it is you aim at the, the stars and you can land on the moon. Like, aim to be like, I want to be an all NBA defender. And if you end up like a Devin Booker, which is a damn good defender. And, and you know Devin, he's showing it out in the in the playoffs right now. Then hell yeah, we can uh, yeah man, we happy how Jalen turned out. But all this like, I don't know who is his, his big dog is or whoever is like mentoring him. They just need to get like get in his ear, bro. Like, dude, KPJ it's not sweet mentor. out here. You KPJ got KPJ is mentor mom, right bro. now, bro. <laughs> That's a damn shame, but yeah, they need to get with him, bro. Like, get with him, like dog. It's not sweet, bro. You competing with. Dude, you a number two pick, man. You should be fighting ghosts. You out here trying to compete with these little kids. Man, Jay, I was looking at that research. I meant uh, Dwayne Wade was leading the team to the damn championship as a sophomore, bro. As a baby. If, 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 if Jalen was as good as defender as, say, Dennis Schroeder, would, would, that, would that be cool with you? Hell no. Nah. Hell no, nah, bro. I just told you Jordan Kobe. You talking about Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> but, 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 but they say Dennis Schroeder's a pretty good defender. I you know what I mean? Yeah, higher than that. Yeah, they say higher than Dennis Schroeder. Like, he got a poster of Dennis Schroeder, and the defense stands on the wall. Like, that's the guy I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you ain't watched the video, bro, Kobe was a 12 times all-defensive player, bro. This joker was on that team, first team, nine times. Jordan, nine times all-defense. Nine times that, all defense, bro. This dude won defensive player of the year as a fourth year player. Terrorizing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue. I'm gonna trust me. I'm not gonna argue with defense at all. I'm not gonna argue with it at all. I'm just. I'm just trying to, you know, not put too much pressure on the kid. No, nah, we got to. It, it, to because one thing I see is he have trouble moving his. He tr- trouble shuffling his puppies in defense. He a little light in the pockets. And right now, I just don't see him being a good defender. Maybe he can. Maybe he can use his quickness and his athleticism, you know, to be a better defender. But I think more so, and and I mean, you can book this. I think it's between the ears. Right. I think is defense for him is going to be between the ears, and that's the way he's going to have to play it because he don't have the. You know, I don't know if y'all really hoop like that. Y'all play hoop like that. I mean, it seems like Frank played hoop, and you know, maybe maybe Ghost played a little football, a little bit of hoops here and there. But 
the, the thing about defense is you have to have a tenacity. You have to have a tenacity on defense that's unparalleled at, at all times. Like if I'm about to pass out and I can either go down here and shoot this basket or I'm going to attack this dude for 24 seconds on the other side of the ball, I'd rather attack this dude for 24 seconds on the other side of the ball. That's, that's, that's a different, it it's a different kind of makeup. And I think, like you say, Kobe and those guys who weren't supposed to be as good as they were, they developed that tenacity. And for guys like Jalen, who always been the guy, it's like you got a rich kid. Your kid grew up rich. Is he going to have the hustle that you have? Probably not. That's a good point. I ain't going to lie. Kobe grew up in, like, Italy, bro, so I ain't going to cap. But uh, we got a super chat, super chat, super chat, $55 from your boy Plagueis. Is that what he is just woke up. What is that? 55? Oh, that's turkey bucks. Oh, turkey. that's turkey. Oh, okay. okay, that's turkey bucks. Well, I don't okay, know what that okay. is in, in dollars, but uh, what you think that is, bro? Whatever it is. Probably about 15 bucks, I would say. <laughs> well, appreciate you. I don't, I don't know. know what it is. He said he just woke up to the best news. Hope he brings the best out of KBJ rather than losing them facts. I'm with that, bro. Love from Turkey. Shout out, brother. You probably the first. Oh, he a Shangon fan for sure. But he the first one to actually say something, I guess, that's positive about KPJ. Something good about so, KPJ. <laughs> yeah, normally they be calling him a, a, a monkey or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, this the, he, the, he the first one to actually do that. Shout out to you, Plagueis, man. I, I, hope, I think that, like I said earlier, I think KPJ – He's gonna be moment of truth for him. Like I think, but if he accepts it the right way, I think he it'll bring out the best in that dude, bro. Because I feel like he has a lot of talent. I feel like, but back to the Jalen Green defensive thing. Oh, he like, also became a member earlier too. Oh uh, man, shout out Plagueis, Plagueis, bro. Welcome to the community, y'all. All the uh, Chop Shop CSG members, y'all go ahead and give him a big shout out. Big shout out. Big shout out. Everybody, everybody, give uh, Plagueis a big shout out. Welcome to the CSG. Shout man. out. Shout out to you, brother. But Jalen's defense thing, like. Okay, I've seen him. Like, he can play, like, one-on-one defense. His weakness is off-ball. He gets lost. He got that Russell Westbrook thing where it's like if he's – like, if it's somebody he wants to play and he's up for it. Like, y'all seen what Russ does in the playoffs, like, because he knows he's under a microscope. The ability is there, like you said, bros, between the head. Like, but the difference is Russ is a dog. I'm questioning Jalen's dog, bro. That That's really – to me, it's not his athletic ability. It's not the, even the measurables – he has a good enough measurables. He is light in the pocket. That'll come. Like, by the time he's, you know, two, three years from now, dude going to put on about 20 pounds. So he'll be more more uh, sturdy and stronger enough to take on those defensive assignments. The reason I'm questioning his dog, man, I don't know if he got that that drive in his head to be a maniac, to be like a Kobe or a Jordan, to the point where he gets offended by even implying that you're trying to challenge him. I don't think Jalen seems very cool and chill, laid back, passive, like some of the stuff he said that disappointed me. I ain't going to lie. Uh, we're young. We're still learning to win. Kobe, God bless his soul, would never say nothing like that, bro. You would never hear Bean talking about we young, we trying to win, bro. Like Jordan would never say that, bro. That was tanking talk. J- Jalen said a lot of tanking statements, and I think Silas was rubbing off on him. Another reason I'm glad we got a new coach. Autumn, like, yeah, we just learning. We'll get better. Like, bro, we're not trying to hear that from you, bro. Your talk should be, man, it's unacceptable. Like, bro, everything a player has to say should be about winning. The coach can give us that spill. GM can give us the whole, you know, yeah, this is part of the process. I'm not trying to hear that from my second-year player because that means you're already a loser in your mind, bro. So definitely, um, yeah, I hope in between the head that uh, that it does get better there for him. We got a, a, a membership. Y'all go ahead and grab them. 
damn space. Your uh, app thing would be going nuts right now, bro. But uh, bro, uh, he shout just out gave like twenty of them. Dog. Twenty memberships. Shout out to your boy from Turkey, man. Twenty memberships to the CSG. Hey. Y'all pick them up. Pick them up. Kenny has renewed. There you go, bro. Young Ghetto, get you yours. Uh, a scoot scooter channel. Go in and grab that. Space goes. Damn shame. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let me make it, Frank. Damn <laughs> shame, ain't it? Put him on the spot. Come on. <laughs> Damn shame, ain't it? Y'all see your boy Space? Nah, they I'm do that at random, bro. It's random. Bob Shola, shout out to you. Uh, Stream Elements. Okay, he he naming all the little people that came members. Kevin M. I think Kevin is new. I ain't seen Kevin on the membership. I seen you in the chat. But if you're if you're new, welcome, welcome. I'm gonna try to you know we are gonna try to do a better job getting y'all's exclusives on the memberships since there's kind of a dead season now. Uh, we can uh we can work on some of the stuff. I and mean, there's gonna be a lot of content to talk about. But hey, uh, bro, they space- was they was they was clowning my my dude. Plague is about the little 55 trial. They talking about, oh, that's Did just they translate it? That's just $3, uh, <laughs> this and that. He came and did drop nah, 20, 20 memberships, bro. Yeah, he shot y'all up. Yeah, y'all shut yeah, up, man. Good looking boy, out, Plagueis, man. It yeah, all shout out Plagueis, bro. Shout out Plagueis. He had to flex on. Y'all was trying to call my boy cheap, bro. Yeah. Salute to you, brother. Salute, I don't Plagueis. know what the translation is. People out here, y'all out here pocket watching. What, what's the name of the... Uh, on, Turkish currency. On the cool man, I think that that's Turkish lira. I think that might be a hundred bucks or something like that. Let me translate this, bro. Y'all hear a uh, lira watching? I'm talking about them Let's twenty. Um, them twenty. What's the name? The memberships. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, and y'all got to understand that was five man, the bro. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, what's it called? Like, you got to understand. And people from other countries, we understand, bro. Like, it's not like you know people's. That like what the money we don't know what their inflation is and all that so it don't matter what you give bro as long as it came from the heart I appreciate that brother appreciate that bro look uh, bark in the went ahead and translated for us y'all some haters bro y'all out here trying to trans- hey he but hey but he came through he came through just now though with twenty of them hey if y'all yeah. was hating on him get that man his uh what's the name back don't don't take his hey, membership Rob, <laughs> Rob Cortez you all right bro? what's going on in the chat there bro. Y'all good over here, bro? I ain't gonna post that up on the chat now, but y'all, y'all, yeah, he's talking about <laughs> Rob. You good, bro? This is like what <laughs> we good, bro? I know they was trying to introduce somebody EF earlier. Like, I mean, what, what... <laughs> hey, yeah, they done got you doking. They acting freaky. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. They own one. Yeah, they go your uh for them back. You can get your for them back from silence. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all getting freaky in the chat. Y'all done got you doping. He done rubbed off on you. People getting freaky in the Y'all relax, bro. Come on. Yeah, Brian, them gloves out. Big P Club. Come on, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> this ain't even that type of show, bro. This is a family show. But okay, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. This is going on two hours, man. I got to get ready for work. But Space, any closing, closing thoughts, man? What is the next moves for the Rockets? Like, we done got our coach now. Uh, uh, we got the draft coming up, man. What what are we looking like? What is a, a dream scenario for you? Uh, oh man, when the you know what the, the dream dream? Like if we, I ain't gonna lie, we we've been even though we had some some crap seasons these last three seasons. If we was to land, we already got our coach. I wanted. I'm my dream. If we was to land Jalen Brown some type of way, and if we get either Scoot or Wimby. I'm 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 in hog heaven. I wouldn't complain for about three, four years, bro. For real. Like unless we just 
start underachieving. I'm a, I'm gonna just sit back, lay back, and just let this thing ride, bro. I will let I don't I don't want to change nothing. If we get Scoot or Wimby, Jalen Brown to go along with Emma Doka, maybe a vet here and there. Oh my goodness, bro. I think this will be like the luckiest rebuild I ever seen. Truthfully, like we we like Lady Luck would have been the shine on us, bro. So May 16th, bro. When them when them ping pong uh, balls drop, man. If we if we in the one or two, oh man, you might just see me just I won't I probably won't stop smiling, bro. For real. Like I won't stop smiling, bro. I feel that. And and uh shout out somebody reminding the Texans. I hope they're cooking up something good because I've been hearing some funny stuff about the team, bro. Uh, I hope it's just all smoke and mirrors because uh, we, if we, you know, if they mess around and and do something stupid with this pick, man, I, I might just have to forego my my uh, my allegiance with the Houston Texans. I haven't watched the full Texans game in two years. Bro. The Rockets were getting there. If we had had another bad season, man, I, they was gonna be in that boat. But take, I mean, yeah, they better shape up, bro. They on pack watch. They on pack watch, man. That's facts. Yeah, takes uh, EF or, or Sigma Migs. Anything before we close out? Go ahead, Sig. No, nothing much. Pretty much got all what I wanted to say. Just really excited about this hire. Looking forward yes, to sir. more wins, at least, or at least competence. Facts. Appreciate that. EF? Yeah, Joe Blue, uh, he, he slapped him. He had about 105 silences in the chat. You know what I mean? So I, I, I see him over there slapping me like that. But um, for me, you know, I want to see, like, the next step for me is we know, you know, the one or two pick is going to be whoever the one or two pick going to be. So, you know, that don't really bother me. But I want to see, like, that. Uh, what did, we got a 26 or a 17 or something like that. Um, I think it's 20. Whatever that next. Okay, 20 something. The 20th pick. Okay, wherever that 20 pick is, I kind of want to – I hope he may just bully the shit out of stone and be like, no, this is the play I want. You know, if we don't trade it for somebody, I want him to just bully the shit out of stone. Like, you know, damn your analytics, damn this and that. This is the play I want. This is the player that, that fits my strategy, that fits my scheme. You know, he's going to be able to bring X, Y, and Z. And we won't know about it, you know, but – We'll know when we see him on the court if it's a good defensive player that reminds you of somebody that would have been in that um, in that Popovich, you know, kind of mold. We we might be like, okay, I think that was an email Doka pick, and I hope he's able to do that instead of just let Stone do this experimentation shit that we've been seeing, man. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not I, he if Stone got away with one. I don't trust him. I you know I don't really trust him yet, but I, I would like he may to just push flex his muscle. I would say Stone is is on the clock, right? Uh, GM gets two coaches. After that, he go. So if if this goes awry, it's going to be on him. So I'm sure, um, like I said, he has no right to tell anything except the vision of the team to email. You know, the GM is a part of that, like basketball. Like, y'all don't get it wrong. Like, Stone does have an input as far as like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Here's our big picture view of what we want. But like stopping a drill in the middle of a coach, that's like one of the most disrespectful things. At that point, you done neutered the coach. Like he done, and to me at that point, Coach Silas, he, I would have stepped down. You know what I mean? I would have stepped down. Like you, what power you got? It's like if you're a dad and you, your, your uh, spouse or your a, a, a wife and your spouse keeps undercutting you in front of your children, then they get confused about who's the authority here. And to me, that's just bad business. So 
Uh, I don't think there's no world where Stone has the authority to openly challenge Ime Udoka when it comes to basketball. Now, if they want to have a meeting about, hey, we're not shooting enough threes, we need to do more of this. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Every all the GMs do that. They have their big, big picture of what they want to do. But yeah, if 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 he doesn't have the, and I'm sure that's a question that came up autonomy, uh, and um, you know, I'm just gonna assume that he just thought Silas was just that bad that he just had to step in. So. Uh, but, you know, shout out to uh, King00098 uh, just became a sponsor. Um, I'm not even sure. What does that mean, Space, when they become That's a sponsor? member. That's a member. Oh, OK. 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 Shout out to you, brother. We'll try to get some. I promise, man, me and Space, um, we'll try to get y'all straight, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Good times for the Rockets. Hopefully, man, I can't wait till we do a draft. We're going to do a live stream for the draft. That's going to be lit. Um, shout out to you, Space. Um, y'all send some love to Space going. You know, they having some... You know, not to put you on blast, bro, but all the people out there send prayers out to my boy. Um, you know, he, he you know handling some business right now, uh, but real life stuff. Y'all just send prayers to him. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hopefully the Rockets uh, keep going on the uptrend, man. We'll try to keep bringing y'all that fire, that heat. Appreciate Sigma Migs for coming up. Appreciate EF for coming up. Y'all boys held it down. Shout out to the CSGs, man. Y'all boys held it down. We all we got, Gotta baby. CSG, we we got man. Out there. Shout out to 